0: Welcome to The Lost Lowdown, episode number six, um, with Claude and Justin. Yay! I'm Justin, that's Claude. This is Claude, that's me. Here, there he is. Um, I'm the cool one. Yeah, and I'm doing the intro today for a change of pace, and maybe I'll do it later, but probably not, because I'm not good at it. Anyway, today, we're going to discuss uh, episodes... Um, I guess six through ten of season one as we continue our lost season one retrospective. retrospective. Okay, well, just because I did the intro doesn't mean I have to leave things off, so... Um.
1: <laughs> do you want me to take over now? Yeah,
0: so now you can, you can take over, please.
1: Okay, awesome. I don't know what so, to yes. do anymore. <laughs> You're out of material. I am. Oh, you can't read that copy. Um, (laughs) So, yes, the first episode we're going to talk about is uh, episode 106, House of the Rising Sun. Mm, Which, of course, has to be some sort of dual meaning since it's Sun and Jin's backstory.
0: Now, the land of the Rising Sun is Japan, which is not where they're from. So, I'm wondering if that's the authors being ignorant, or if there's really some meaning for that, so
1: I don't know. You know, know. I read in a book that uh, the sun rises everywhere (laughs) in the world, Um, so I think they're technically right.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Um, (laughs) Alright. Not to defend them, but I have to defend them. Yeah, okay. I'm on their payroll. Um,
0: Well, in that case, they could call any episode House of the Rising Sun.
1: Well, but this... Only if it's about Sun.
0: Oh! That's the character! Okay. That's
1: the character. That was the dual meaning I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Silly
0: me. Silly me. I'm like, well, it's Japan... Okay. It all makes sense now. Shame on me.
1: Oh, okay. Well. I'll read, uh, of course, during our retrospective, we, we, we're going to be reading the plot synopses from the official Lost Season 1 uh, booklet. Uh, they don't do a great job of synopsizing the episode, but... But I think uh, it's
0: better than the ones uh, that you find online. Definitely. So,
1: And uh, it, it helps, it'll just, you know, it's just a little thing for our audience to get their memory jogging about, uh, jog their memory about what happened in the episode, because it was a long time ago. Indeed. So anyway, this episode, episode 6, House of the Rising Sun. Jin, a Korean castaway who speaks no English, assaults Michael seemingly without provocation. Saeed resolves the conflict by handcuffing him to the wreckage. Jack's decision to move to the caves causes division among the castaways, and Jen's wife must decide whether or not to free her husband, dot dot dot, at the cost of revealing a long, hidden secret. Um, okay. Alright,
0: that's an odd way to put it,
1: but okay. That's an odd way to put it. I I didn't feel
0: like she was trying to decide whether to free him at the... I don't
1: know. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that was what that was about. Yeah. So we I mean, skip it's to like, that. That was towards the end. She had but... to
0: talk to somebody to explain the situation, but you know, it's not like she was standing there with the key and she was trying to decide whether or not to let him go.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what it
0: makes it sound like. That's true. So whatever. That's my problem. <laughs> Alright. Um,
1: uh, so they didn't mention what do they keep- like.
0: This is where they discover the caves. Also,
1: yeah, this is when they discover the caves. Um, this was an interesting episode, uh, and by interesting, I mean boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. Well, um, you say interesting, remember, and
1: so let, let's talk about Sun and Jin's backstory. Um, okay, when uh, when I I remember watching this scene when I f- first saw it uh i should say i remember when i first watched this scene um because the other sentence i said made no sense um and you know you see you see son at a swanky party and then Jin comes up and he's the waiter and then you know he gives her a little note and you're like oh what's going on here a little uh a little romance and uh you know, they go off and they talk and you know you realize they have a relationship going on and that he's of the lower class and can't be with her. you know, and so we we jump into our backstory and I thought that was all sort of you know cliche, but you know yeah. nicely nicely done. Um, but I was it made me it made me think about the sort of timeline, their backstory timeline so so because basically, we learn later, is it maybe even, is it in season two that we learned he worked at the hotel and all that? Was that all season um,
0: two? Yeah, I believe that was season two.
1: Yeah. So basically it starts with... If I'm wrong, Angie um, Q,
0: I, I'm not sure about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should go to Wikipedia and look it up. <laughs> um, so basically, Jen, Jen, you know, Jen is the son of a fisherman and he doesn't want to do that with his life, so... He goes to get a job at a hotel, right? Right. And then he, he gets this job being a, the sort of the bellboy slash doorman, I guess, at the, at the hotel. Right. And that's when he first meets son. Or sees son, I
0: should yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't meet until they sort of, like, bumped into each other.
1: Yeah. But he does see her, so, yeah. Uh, and then okay, then we ha- then the next part is they bump into each other just like on the some river walkway or right. something like that. And now
0: she was in the hotel because she was meeting this person that she was, I guess, are set up with. Who yeah, exactly was who the eventually one who teaches her English.
1: What? Who eventually teaches her English? Right. And um, so they meet on the walkway, and then I guess this first scene when we see them in this episode is is really sort of their after that walkway encounter when they've they've been dating for a while and now they're really serious. And then, of course, the next step is he has to approach the father. Right. Um, I would
0: like to contrast or compare this with uh, Desmond and uh, Penny's relationship because it seems very similar. You have this higher-class, whatever, mm -hmm. richer sort of woman and this lower-class guy, and then you have this father who's standing in the way... Who's like a head of a you know semi evil like corporation? It seems like the stories are very similar.
1: You know, I realized watching season one, the, just these ten episodes thus far, that they they are doing a bad job about or a good job about recycling uh, <laughs> plot lines. Because uh, as we'll get into, uh, you know, the whole thing we mentioned before when it came up in season two, when when uh, when uh, what's his name? When Henry escaped, you know, the whole Michael shooting himself thing was right. the same thing Saeed did, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm noticing that they, they, keep, they keep doing things over and over. It's like, guys, don't you know that you did that in season one? Like, why are you doing it again? Right. And, you know, yeah. and, this, and that's one of the things that uh, it's like, yeah, that, that whole thing has already been done. Why would you do it again with, with Desmond and uh, Penny? So,
0: yeah. Very strange. It didn't occur to me while I was watching it, it's just when you were describing the plot, I'm like, That sounds so much like Desmond, like
1: Yeah. Wow. There's there's a couple other things I have noted here that, that they that come up later, uh, very similar plot lines. But anyway, so he goes and, you know, he, he talks to the father and, and then he comes back out and tells her, Yeah, you know, he he said I we can get married, but I have to work for him for a year and then well, training for a year, then in a factory for a year, something like that. But I guess that was just a lie or either he was misled because what he ends up doing is being some sort of uh, muscle for hire um, for for the father. We
0: don't necessarily know how far in the future that stuff is. That's true. So we could infer that he did do that stuff first and then eventually sort of became the the henchman that he became.
1: And I I really like that scene. I I still liked it when I saw it this time. I, I loved it when I saw it the first time when... You know, he rushes in, and, oh, yeah. uh, and, and he's got blood on him, and she's like, whose blood is that, and I love that line, he just turns and says, I do whatever your father tells me to do, yeah, just love that line, you know, um, very interesting, uh, Okay, I'm done. I
0: agree. <laughs> we <Wish I had laughs> add to brick, that. A,
1: um, hit a brick wall. Anyway, that, that was um, a good
0: scene, and uh, you know, I wish I wish other aspects of their backstory had had the same amount of interest um, mm-hmm. as that did. But um, oh well. Can't
1: hide. I think anytime you get into the romance aspect of something, at least for me and you, yeah, uh, it just gets boring. Pretty much um, yeah. because. Um, I don't know why. It just is. It just That's not really what I'm interested in, in looking at is, is someone's romantic relationship.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, they can't be together, but they're star-crossed lovers. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a part of life, and it's great and all, but in, in entertainment form, it, it's not very entertaining. No. Um, to me, at least. I mean, if I wanted to see romance, I'd go watch uh, Desperate Housewives.
1: Well, I'd go watch a soap opera. Well, okay. I've never even seen *Desperate Housewives*. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've seen a couple. There's there's not a lot of romance. No. There's a lot going on. Uh, there's murder and and intrigue going on. Oh really? I know. Housewives. Yeah. Soap
0: operas have that
1: too. They're desperate. They're desperate. Oh, they're so desperate. <laughs> They'll do anything to clean a house. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> oh. Um. So anyway, that whole backstory is interesting. The the other little plot line is Locke and uh, Charlie.
0: Uh, uh, oh,
1: when basically well, that really uh, Charlie, that's also
0: in the moth.
1: That's a big uh, yeah. The big payoff for that is in the moth, which is
0: Charlie's flashback episode. So.
1: One of the things I want to talk about, you know, Locke is in the the very middle of his um, of his realization of his of his quest and journey and his fate to be on this island. And he's very much in you know just stewing in that he loves it. Yeah. And he tells Charlie, you know, if you want your guitar back, you have to give the island something. And uh, and I'm thinking, oh, that you know that's really interesting. You know, well, first the, you know I'm like, well, Locke, you didn't give the island anything. Right. The island gave you your your legs back, and then you know I guess it was sort of a credit system. Yeah. And then he the paid it island. back. <laughs> The island, yeah, the island checked his credit and said, oh, his credit score is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, let him use his leg and then waited to see if Locke was going to pay him back. And I guess Locke is repaying the island. Uh, hopefully the APR isn't too high. <laughs> um, we'll see. Um, yeah. But then, uh, but he tells Charlie, okay, if you want your guitar back, you know, you need to give the island something. And then Charlie, you know, gives over the drugs. And then Locke tells him to look up, and there's this guitar. And I'm thinking, that's not exactly what should have happened. <laughs> you know, Locke already knew the guitar was up there. Uh, he basically just tricked Charlie into it. it you know, he made it seem like the island gave him his guitar, or did but he? no, he just basically tricked him into giving over the drugs.
0: Are you sure that the guitar didn't just appear there as soon as he gave over the drugs? I, I,
1: the reason I'm sure is because we never see Locke look up knowing it's there. You know? So, it so, basically, if it just had appeared there, it, it, it should have gone like, Charlie goes over the drugs, and then Locke happens to look up, and then he goes, hey, Charlie, look, what did I tell you? But no, Locke already knew the guitar was there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Um, so I thought that was pretty crappy. He just sort of tricks him into it. It seems like this mystical thing, but he just tricks him into doing that, but... yeah. Um. Pretty crappy. Anyway, uh, what else is going on in this episode? I wanted
0: to mention, as far as Locke's spiritual journey, there was there was a line from the last block of episodes that I forgot to mention, where he's talking to Jack and he says something like, uh, "I looked into the eye of this island and and what I saw was beautiful," or something like
2: that.
0: Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, when he says that, I don't know what he's referring to. It seems like he's referring to, like, when he uh, ran into the smoke monster um, in, in uh, that that one episode uh, where he comes back with the boar. I guess that's Walkabout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I guess, um, I don't, like, I really wonder what's supposed to have happened that, I mean... Is it just his legs, like, coming back that sort of gives him the idea that the island... Or did he really have some sort of crazy experience uh, in the jungle where, where he felt like he was sort of connected to the island or understood, like, the, you know, the mystical properties of the island or something, you know? Like...
1: Yeah, um... Uh, it's actually in White Rabbit that he says this. Oh, okay. Um, I know because I'm I was looking it up to get the exact quote. Oh, I see. Um, but uh, he says, uh, what is it? Uh, let's see. He's trying to. What's going on? Oh, Jack is talking about talking about his father and seeing him, and if he's hallucinating. Oh, him, right, Alex. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Jack says, then what happens is when I catch him. And Locke says, I don't know, but I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Um, part of me thinks that line is just a throwaway line that seems really interesting to have him say at this point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously it's a line in the show, so, you know, it's something to be taken as a serious line so I would say that um it could be when he saw Smokey it could be that you know this whole time it seems like Locke is being driven by something and I sort of assumed uh he was you know he has that dream towards the end of the season one um I always sort of assumed he was he was having dreams before or something like that like he was getting some sort of tangible sense of of what he was supposed to be doing um so yeah. it's either smoky or either he's got he's getting some sort of uh some sort of idea of what the island wants him to do Because, uh, you know he's always he's just doing stuff and then the whole season he's always doing something he thinks the island wants him to do, and I always wondered you know why is he getting why is he thinking that's what he's supposed to be doing of all the things he could be doing right. so um I don't know i guess I guess it could be smoky, but what he saw was beautiful i mean um I don't know I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it may not be anything, but I don't know. It made me wonder where he's sort of getting this, uh, this. If it's just, like, he got the one thing, and then everything else, he's just sort of doing what he thinks he should do, or whatever. Yeah. Or if he's really receiving some sort of message that's like, now hunt a boar, now help Charlie with drugs, like, you know? hmm I don't know. Anyway.
1: Cool. I don't know what else to talk about in this episode. That's it. Oh, uh,
0: I wanted to talk about Adam and Eve. Um,
1: okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about them. They're discovered
0: Oops. in this episode. Um, yeah, let's
1: talk about Adam and Eve. I've got something interesting to say.
0: Excellent. Go right ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, and uh, it's going to come up later, too, Uh, back to my theory about light and dark being a big point of this show which goes back to my original theory Uh, go ahead my original theory about the about the mural in so far as the mural has one a dark figure and a light figure uh, and uh, so basically you know I've said before I thought the mural uh, that that, that the symbols on the mural are going to come to mean something or we'll understand what they mean and and so far from rewatching season one, uh, you know, I've seen these, the, the light and dark things several times. You know, first was the backgammon remark from Locke when he says, you know, backgammon, all this game in history, uh, one light player, one dark player, you know. Then, of course, um, we have this scene when we find um, Adam and Eve. Jack sees this little, this little pouch, and out of the pouch comes a dark rock and a light rock um and then later in another episode which uh if i'm not mistaken was a scene that was cut out of the show um when claire uh and raised by another when claire has the dream and we see Locke at a table and he looks up and one eye is black and one eye is white right. now that, that um, was
0: what my O is about yeah i watched that episode last night and it's there
1: it's there Yes, my. I don't know if it was there in the original broadcast, and I just don't remember, or if they cut it out of the original broadcast, and it's here because. Uh, oh, you're not watching the DVD. Well,
0: I am, but I know of someone who isn't, and it was there also.
1: You know of someone who isn't. Oh,
0: <laughs> come on, catch on. There you go. Okay,
1: <laughs> sorry. Like you don't know anybody. Who watches Lost but me. See,
0: I know someone who saw it when it came on, and they uh, they said it was on there, so...
1: Yeah, well, what did Justin say about that? Um,
0: well... <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Justins in the world, um... Uh, well, they just they just noted that it was there, and they were very surprised because they expected it to be a deleted scene, and when they saw yeah. it, they said, oh, wow, it wasn't deleted.
1: Well, basically, what we're referring to is I got one of those lost, official lost magazines a while ago. I actually got it, like, right after season two started, and I hadn't finished season one, so I didn't read any of it. And then uh, a couple, I guess, a month or two ago, I, I was looking at it and in the back. It had what I thought said was a deleted scene from *Raised for Another*, and it had a couple of, you know, production stills, and it had like some uh, dialogue from that scene. And I, and it was this scene uh, where where Claire is running through the jungle, and Locke is there pulling cards you know, from the deck, and he looks up, and you know, he has the two crazy eyes. And I I told Justin about this scene. I thought that was a deleted scene right um but it's in my dvd and it's in your friend's original broadcast so i guess it was a scene that we just both forgot was in there yeah
0: and i didn't i believed it was deleted because i didn't remember it at all Mm -hmm. i thought her only visions were the ones where she saw we're getting ahead of ourselves um were the ones where she just saw someone coming up and trying to like stick the needle in her or whatever i forgot she had that first dream with the with Loc- lock was being weird it wasn't just the eyes he was saying weird stuff and yeah it, you know it wasn't just the eyes. There there's i got more on that dream for later just the tease okay for everybody.
1: Ooh, i can't wait <laughs> i'm gonna fast forward this podcast and oh i can't do that we're recording
2: oh zing. yeah
1: um anyway um So I guess it was not Deleted Scene. Anyway, my whole point is this whole thing with Light and Dark, uh, there's four references to it now. The mural, Backgammon, Mm -hmm. uh, Adam and Eve's Mm -hmm. Little Pouch, and Locke's Eyes and Claire's Dream. Right. So there's four references to Light and Dark. uh, Not to mention, you know, One Step Beyond Light and Dark is Good and Bad, which, of course, has been played a lot in this series. Right.
0: Now, Um, I personally consider the mural to be under the other three as far as importance because it's never been a specific like highlighted thing True. Sure. um the other the other references are definitely uh like they're they're put in there intentionally and i can believe that they that they the mural uh, jury's still out of the mural for me um especially if the hatch is gone next season i think uh the mural really won't come into play ever again
1: We'll see. I think I think they're gonna go back to the hatch, and was, everything's gonna be destroyed, but the mural's gonna still be standing. Oh
0: God! <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, no. I you know I'm willing to concede that there's definitely a theme there, and um, it may it may very well be building something. Definitely.
1: So, uh, you want to talk about Adam and Eve?
0: Yeah, with regard to Adam and Eve. Um, now. What I had to say about this, uh, Jack says they're at least, like, what did he say, 40 to 50 years 30, old? 30,
1: yeah, 40 to 50 years. Based
0: on the clothes. Now, you know, Jack is a doctor, not, um, and, uh, I don't know who you'd have to be to judge the age of something by looking at it, but he's... An
1: archaeologist. Yeah,
0: archaeologist. He's not one of those, so I don't know how reliable his, uh, conclusions are. But let's just assume they're true, for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. And that those bodies are that old. Then presumably I mean the people who whose bodies they are were there, you know, for some number of years before that. And I mean that's long enough ago that it precedes uh Dharma activity on the island. Certainly.
1: As far as we know, right.
0: Um well true. As far as, well, I mean, I don't think Dharma even existed until the seventies. So i don't know know? (laughs) yeah okay so i mean i feel like it's safe to assume that you know i mean maybe only by 10 years or so but at least you know as far as we know they shouldn't have been there before they existed Mm -hmm. Um, so it makes me wonder if they're they're just survivors from another like they suggest like they they were in a plane crash, perhaps, or or a boat, or whatever, Um, however, you know, all the other people came to be there, you know, the lost Mm -hmm. people, Danielle, etc., whoever Henry Gale was, Um, or if maybe they are, um, you know, maybe they're connected to the four-toed statue in some way, Um, I don't know. Uh, Probably not. Probably not. There's so few of them, I'd expect a big civilization to be connected to such a thing um, and they
1: should be older than 40 or 50 years yeah a
0: lot older than that um maybe they're the last two out of
1: well i at first i thought i thought jack's comment on their clothing was weird because yeah he is a doctor i thought he i thought had been more apt to say well it takes 40 or 50 years for a body to de- decay like this right i mean that's a that's a statement you can expect from a doctor yeah why he chose to comment on the clothes makes no sense for me uh when i think you can safely comment on on the decay of the bodies right. and no one will have any question you know what i mean that's that's what I, that's what i understand about writing it's like you can do something obvious and making and still get your point across or you can do something a little weird you know the point is still there 40 50 years is how old the bodies are but it's like why why comment on the clothes and not the bodies i mean it's a doctor Anyway, um, who they could be, I was racking my brain about who they, I mean, who do we know that, um, we don't know anybody who is that old, right?
0: No, um, I mean, we don't know how long the others have been there, um, but I don't think they've been there that long. I would say, Mm -hmm. at the longest, they've been there maybe 30 years. Um, I'm barely willing to give them that.
1: Yeah um, well,
0: So As far as anybody else I mean nobody Nobody that we've met In person pre- precedes that What do you think The
1: rocks are about?
0: Uh Ooh Um What uh Where Where were the rocks? They were
1: like Just right next to the body Okay you just pretty much Picked them up off of the body In a little
0: pouch In a pouch Okay um, ugh. I don't really know. I mean, did they just die there, or were they sort of, you know, was that supposed to be a tomb, or it
1: looked to me, it looked to me they were sort of placed there. Yeah,
0: it seemed that way. So maybe it was something they placed on the dead bodies, like as some sort of, you know, token type thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you leave like whatever with a dead body, you know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, what was it? What was, what was the significance of of two rocks?
0: Uh... You know. uh I, yeah yeah you got me there. I, I don't know um, specifically I mean I guess if if the black and white thing is is a is a big deal as far as the island goes, I mean maybe it could tie into that somehow um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how, but somehow the island has these forces or something and it's a representation of that and these are people who, new secrets about the island, maybe, and, I mean, that's just wild speculation, but...
1: Well, now you're just reaching. Yeah, job. well,
0: <laughs> um, to say the least.
1: Uh, well, I hope we get more on Adam and Eve. Um, I do.
0: They seem to have been forgotten. I mean, I forgot about them.
1: Um, I hate that look on Locke's face when he goes, our own, our very own Adam and Eve, and he has this weird, like, little look <laughs> on his face. I just want to slap him. Yeah. Shut up, Locke.
0: Yeah, me too. He's uh, he's an ass. He is an ass <laughs> and a bar
1: <laughs> yeah so in episode 107 the moth charlie goes through a personal crisis while jack is trapped by a cave in the castaways struggle to free jack while Kate and cadency attempt to triangulate the french broadcast but <laughs> their exploration is thwarted by a mysterious attack I turned into Said at the end there. Yeah,
0: you did. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know why.
0: Who knows? this
1: uh, It's interesting uh, how the titles... Um... Okay, I don't know what I was going to say. I
0: don't either. Um, something <laughs> about the titles.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this, one's, this is a Charlie-centric episode.
0: The Moth title uh, made me think of... Uh... The
1: Mothman prophecies?
0: No... <laughs> Oh. Nice guess. Um the uh the episode later where where, you know, Ethan kidnaps Claire and like hangs Charlie up like in that weird thing, like and leaves him there. It seems like a moth. it seems like a cocoon. It's a very odd thing that he sort of leaves him in. So yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, okay. Whatever. Yeah.
1: I thought he just had him strung up by his neck. What are you talking about? I
0: thought he was in some weird like. Oh well, whatever. I'm probably wrong. I thought he was in some <laughs> weird contraction. Uh, I
1: I really thought he was just strung up by his neck. I mean, he
0: was it was by his neck, but I feel like there was more to it. It wasn't just like a noose. I thought he was like inside a bag or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't think so i guess
0: we're gonna find out soon we're
1: gonna find out next episode right yeah not during
0: this podcast unfortunately
1: no uh, no you'll have to wait audience all right Uh, i'm probably
0: like way off base on that sorry
1: so the first thing that happens is uh you know saeed and the gang are talking about triangulating the broadcast i love saeed of course we all know who doesn't um, and, uh, I, I, I was listening to some of the commentary and they, the, the creator's like, good old Saeed I mean, cause they, he's just great. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, you know, each person in this triangulation group is going to th- send off a, a, firework, uh, when they're ready. And I'm just thinking, why do they have fireworks on this plane? And, and then, you know, someone makes a comment, um, uh, thank God for fireworks smugglers. And I'm just thinking, you know, guys, you can't just put whatever you want on the plane and just go, hey, who knew they'd have a pregnancy test on a plane? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they just give them anything. It's like, hey, look at Plasma TV. Thanks. Thank God for Plasma TV smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: you say they can't do that, but that's pretty much what they've done. Like, yeah, I just, I just don't buy. If they it, need but... a prop for the show, it was on the plane. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was on the plane. Simple as
0: that, you know. If they can't figure out another way for them to have it, it was on the plane. Mm-hmm. Sawyer's got it in his fucking stash. So
1: yeah, I've been, I've been counting each time people <laughs> go to Sawyer, and I believe was this the, this was number one. This is the first time someone went. Uh, this episode marked the first time someone went to Sawyer for something. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, what for was the it? laptop, the laptop battery. Oh, this was number one. Uh, so and then yeah, okay, we'll get to that. So I we we were introduced to Skeev in this episode too. Uh, I love that. I love that little scene when Michael Michael turns to because uh, this is during the, the cave in. You know, Right. Jack got tra- oh, let's talk about that real quick. Oh please, Charlie goes in to bitch at Jack um because charlie is feeling uh you know self pity and mm-hmm. he, he he wants to lash out at someone else he's like oh you don't think i'm good enough oh, oh, oh. It's like, i know he comes up like a little yapping dog <laughs> and uh and then he you know he yells so loudly that uh, he triggers the cave in and of course he g- comes out unscathed right even though uh, he's right j-
0: next to jack somehow he's yeah. magically able to run out of there just in time well
1: he's a little leprechaun yeah so good point he's got powers yeah um but anyway so i thought that was crappy um yep me too but uh, oh what was that other thing sorry i just oh oh crap uh, it was something else i was gonna bring up later and i the- couldn't remember it earlier and now I can't remember it now, but uh oh well. Uh sorry. So
0: many time periods.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm in I live in the present and in the past. Going to bring it up
0: it. earlier and then later, but I can't remember it now and that covers um,
1: everything. it does. In this dimension. Um so anyway, Charlie runs to the beach looking for help to dig and then Michael turns and he goes, Hey, uh Scott and then then and then you go, hey, Scott. No, I'm Steve. I'm Scott. Right. I just love that. It's like, Scott, Steve. Steve, Scott. It's just, like, crazy. Um, yeah. So I guess that that's when uh, the Steve is born. The Skeeve is born, right. sorry. Because uh, one of them
0: dies. The Steve-Scott um, hybrid. Later. And mm-hmm. that's where the mystery came from.
1: As to which one died. Yeah. And so the remaining one is just Skeeve.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nice. Exactly.
1: Um, so, my notes are really scattered. I'm going to be jumping all over the place, unless you have something to talk about in this part of the episode.
0: Um, uh, which part? The uh, cave-in?
1: The cave-in stuff. N- no,
0: I don't have anything in the cave-in.
1: Well, um, the next thing I, I thought was really interesting, um, you know, Sawyer goes to tell Kate... Because it's very important that someone tell Kate for whatever reason. Yeah, that I Jack don't. Is I don't get I that. It. You know, you. I I think um I think everyone senses the underlying relationship they have. I think that's what it is. They I think everyone knows that they they, they have this bond, and I feel like yeah. that's why that she needed to be told. But I just but thought that was strange. To be
0: realistic, I mean it's been like six days. Mm-hmm. I mean, how attached can you be to someone after six days?
1: Apparently very attached I, I
0: guess <laughs> i I don't know i'm I'm not ready to buy that she cared that much that quick, but mm-hmm. uh, but whatever
1: well, it's also the fact they're thrown into this crazy situation that you know I think that helps that helps uh heighten the uh the familiarity with somebody
0: yeah, I guess
1: uh, you know they're both in peril all the time mm, yeah. so anyway. You know Sawyer comes up and he's he's about to tell Kate you know uh, that the Jack is trapped and of course she's mouths off. What are you doing here? I don't want to hear anything you have to say. <laughs> you know, like she's just pissed that he's that he exists. Yeah. You know, she's just so mad at Sawyer for no reason right now. No. And uh, I really just really love didn't that. Do anything. There's nothing you could possibly say that would be of interest to mine ears. <laughs> Um, she like really was just can,
0: unnecessarily bitchy.
1: And I love, th- I love that close up of Sawyer as he, he, he wants to tell her, and then he just, he sort of, he almost literally bites his tongue, and he's like, "Well, nothing. I just wanted to come along and help." Yeah. you know, like he just totally changes what he was going to do. Uh, because he's like, you know what, bitch? I'm not going to tell you what I was going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, after
0: that, like, fuck after you. After he's
1: like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so, any, so later, when they're talking and they're they're sort of waiting for their to do their signal uh, with the with the triangulation plan, uh, he he tell you know he slips and says, if if Jack had survived a few more weeks, you would have found out that we were we're, we're, we're more similar than you think. And uh, and I'm like, are, are Jack and Sawyer really that similar? The does the so- does Sawyer really believe that that they're that they're really that similar of pe- kind of people.
0: Uh, I don't know. That line didn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't think him and Jack are similar at all. Uh, yeah, their personalities I mean... are sort of almost diametrically opposed.
1: What it made me think is how, you know, in season two we find out, you know, we have that, that touching scene with Jack mm-hmm. and Sawyer when, when Sawyer says, you're the closest thing I have to a friend. Right. And so this line makes me feel like he sort of identifies with Jack. Um, and, and, I mean, maybe Jack is the person Sawyer thinks he is inside or wants to be, but he's so sort of hung up on his own, you know, immorality and his own, you know, selfish goals that he, he can't become that selfless person jack is right so maybe that's maybe that's what it is and
0: jack is flawed too as we find out later but he just he just hasn't really shown it as much yet yeah his his awfulness comes out later in season two in particular
1: (laughs) oh jackie (laughs) so another interesting scene was when uh son tells michael she can speak english
0: no oh, yeah right
1: right uh that was a nice revelation um and it's funny you know as i mentioned to you off podcast it's weird watching son in these episodes knowing her ass can speak english right and i'm like son just stop pretending you know she's like oh oh yeah it. it's like no son please um
0: yeah yeah, but I, w- um, I wonder actually if at the time she was doing that scene, if she knew, like if the director or whoever or the writers like told her, well, you do speak English, so you know be aware that you do understand, but you're pretending like you're not understanding. Or mm-hmm. if she really thought she didn't understand.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either, but it, I wondered while I was watching it, if which, which one she was trying to act out. I, you can't really tell. I mean, <laughs> could go either way. Um, what I wanted to say um, about... Oh, sorry. Did you have more about the Michael... Yeah, was I scene? wasn't
1: I wasn't done. Yeah, sorry.
0: I don't want to... Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I don't think I said anything. Um, no, you didn't, but I'm, I'm
0: yeah. moving you on.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, thinking to myself, I didn't make my point. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I just assumed since I was done, you were. Okay, go yeah, ahead.
1: Yeah, no. Um son tells michael i need your help and then we cut really quickly and dramatically right and i assume the help was that she needed she she wanted basically to explain about the watch and you know I, well she wanted to explain about the watch and then you know so jen could be let go or something yeah. i don't know um the whole thing with, with, with handcuffing Jen was very strange. Well,
0: we see the rest of the scene. Like, I think it cuts to commercial. And then after after the break, we see more of their conversation where, you know, where she says what the watch was. And that's why he attacked her. And he's like, well, that's still crazy. And they, yeah. we do find out, essentially, what her deal was. It, what the,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, first, I thought it was weird handcuffing Jen because... You know, Saeed says he's going to stay there until we find out what happened. I'm like, well, he's not going to be able to tell you, like, why he attacked uh, Michael. So, you know, keeping him handcuffed isn't going to help. But anyway, um, that line about I need your help, okay, yeah, we see the scene later. But, you know, all throughout the episode, they always have – her and Michael share these really strange looks. Yeah. You know, and and part of me wants to think that when she says I need your help and they cut – like, she basically says, uh, I need you to impregnate me, <laughs> uh, because, like, oh God. well, it just, they, it always seemed to me like they had some weird relationship going on. Yeah. Because they would always do these weird looks to each other, and, like, Jin would go, what's going on? And, like, yeah, 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 they'd yeah. have, they would, they would share these weird looks. And I'm thinking, maybe maybe, maybe Sun wanted to make Jen happy. <laughs> well, see, like, Jen is
0: locked up right now, so he can't catch us. And, uh, yeah,
1: and like maybe maybe Sun wanted to make Jen happy, so she has Michael impregnate her. And then she's going to tell Jen it's his baby. Wow. Uh, and then maybe she's hoping now, you know, when the baby's born, there's going to be some splaining in Yeah, hopefully
0: the genetics uh, uh, work out that it's not that obvious. I don't know. Uh,
1: but... Um, she's got some spain to do, but maybe she's not worried about that. Maybe she'll <laughs> maybe just she'll say,
0: oh, isn't that crazy? Oh, well. Yeah, I guess the he... island,
1: the island did it.
0: Yeah. And he'll say, oh, well, it's a miracle then. It's a... <laughs> Oh, it's a miracle.
1: <laughs> oh, the baby's half black. It's a miracle. <laughs> um, <sighs> anyway, I guess that's not really a good theory but i but uh, I, I agree just,
0: with you like there there's there is some sort of uh buried like sexual tension um a, like it starts with the scene where he goes up to son i forgot why but and then jen tells her like button her shirt or whatever
1: yeah button her shirt and then of course he sees her naked that one time yeah well, when she's he cleaner, claims he so, doesn't see yeah He claims he didn't see anything. And he doesn't
0: do, like, what he's supposed to do and, like, shield his eyes and sort of, like, immediately... Like, he sort of stands there for a while and he's like, uh... Uh... As he's sort of looking at her. Yeah. It's like, that's not what you do when you accidentally see somebody.
1: Usually you just... You sort of... You should just immediately turn around. Yeah.
0: that's so not what he does. And it's really weird. Uh, So, uh... Hi. Uh... Yeah. Well, I'm... Uh... I'm just gonna stand here and stammer for a while while I look at you. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, there's there's that, and so I think um, I think there was some sort of weird jealousy on Jin's part that may have fueled his attack on him. In addition to the watch. Yeah. Um. So so I agree. I don't I don't think that that's where Son's baby came from. <laughs> um. But but there the that element is there in the show definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just I just don't. I don't know. I just don't think that's really what's going to happen. But you know, I guess hey, actually,
1: yeah. actually, I'm starting to think that might be where Sun's baby came from. Well, because you know we have that that look she gives in season two when you know Jin is rubbing her stomach. Oh and, yeah, and uh, she looks like oh god, there's going to be some trouble, or she. It's like something's weird is happening, or like she does you know she sort of doesn't want the baby or you know when this baby's born there's there's gonna be some craziness
0: yeah i uh, took it as she didn't want the baby but maybe yeah that's but it.
1: i wonder if uh if she knows because you know i think she's still under the influence that uh you know jen is infertile so right. i wonder if it is michael's baby Interesting. I mean, I don't know when they could have, you know, had sex, but right. that's not a, that's not that big of a deal in terms of that being true.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, in terms of the show, I mean, there's, you know, you go off in the jungle, no one's around. I mean,
1: it would be it would be a nice little twist because it's not something we know we would see coming.
0: Well, except that we sort of except
1: that we just, you know, I only see it coming because I was making a crappy theory, and now the crappy theory is getting some ground because you know she, with that look she gave in season two right
0: i forgot about the look so yeah um, um put that in your hat put yeah. that in the hat and we'll think see about that. we'll see i am gonna go on the record and say i don't think that's what's gonna happen but um but i think there are worse theories you could come up
1: with. i'm gonna go on the record as saying i don't necessarily believe that's what's gonna happen but if it does happen i said it
0: all right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want, I want full credit if it's right and i want no blame if it's wrong
1: exactly <laughs> i want the best of both worlds okay so the other there's one more big thing i wanted to talk about okay. and uh which is saeed and the tri- triangulation thing and getting hit in the head please please um <laughs> so refresh my memory um well, in this scene, obviously, you know, Saeed sees the two flares go off, and then he sets off his third uh, rocket. Right. And then, uh, you know, as he's as he's messing with the transceiver, he gets a signal, and he's receiving the signal, and then he gets hit in the head from behind. Of course. Uh, everyone sort of, I guess in the beginning, we're led to believe it's it's Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, and, and Well, Locke, basically, puts that theory in his head, and he, Anyone who watches TV knows how to time delay a bomb. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how to time delay a bomb. I don't and I either. watch a lot of TV. <laughs> uh, but then he said, use a cigarette. I'm like, oh, yeah, use a cigarette. Makes yeah, sense. I mean, that would work. Um, um. So, I, but correct me if I'm wrong, but we find out it's Locke in season yeah. two, right? Okay, but here's my problem with that. The first thing I thought was how did Locke even know where Saeed was and what he was doing? Because in this episode, in the episode of the Moth, uh, no one tells Locke about this. We never see Locke find that information out. So I'm thinking, why would Locke even go up there to hit him? He doesn't even know what's going on. He's been in the caves and doing stuff in the caves the whole time. Then, in the next episode in Confidence Man... Well, he wasn't
0: not... He wasn't in the caves during that period. He was off. He's He was unaccounted for. Um...
1: No, he wasn't. That's not true. He was off, but in the scene right after he get, uh In the scene right after Saeed gets hit in the head, Locke is in the cave with the boar. You see him in the caves. So, now, I don't know what the time frame of that is, but, well, first of all, I was going to say my first theory, my first thought was Locke didn't even know where Saeed was or what it, he was trying to do. Then, But then, in, in, in Confidence Man, I believe, uh, when when Saeed confronts Locke, Locke says, yeah, I heard you were off trying to blah, 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 which is, I think, the writers just putting that information in there, even though we really didn't... He Locke really shouldn't have known about it because he was off hunting boar the whole time in The Moth and stuff. Anyway, um... If you, yeah, if you watch The Moth right after uh, Saeed gets hit, um, they show Locke in the caves. So I'm thinking, how could Locke have done it and then made it back to the caves like immediately?
0: Um, that's just not what I remember, so I've got to look here.
1: Well, look it up. I could be wrong. Because when but, I uh... when I
0: watched it, I was thinking, yeah, Locke is is one of the few people who it could be, because he's not in the caves, and he's not, like, they're not showing where he is. Okay, let me see. Okay, so, no, uh, so right after he gets hit, they come back, and it's Hurley and Jack and Charlie. Um, and then charlie and then there's a kate and jack scene and then okay and then at the very end uh at the very end you have the scene with charlie and Locke and the uh and the drugs where he throws away the drugs
1: yeah so that's not what i'm talking about though are you you're looking at the transcript yes yeah that's not gonna that's not gonna tell you because it was it's just it's just a shot of of Locke, so the transcript is not necessarily going to have like we see Locke. Oh, it board. does, it
0: does. Shot of Locke waving a palm it? frond over the boar. Okay, okay.
1: So, and that's right after Saeed gets hit, right?
0: Uh, yeah. In terms of in terms of the show,
1: in terms of the show,
0: yes. In terms okay. of the time, the actual timeline. Now that's I the thing.
1: I don't know what the timeline is, but usually, you know, each cut is you know almost simultaneously from the one before. You know, unless of course you see a big change in, in time of day,
0: right? Um, but I mean, obviously it was him, so he he. It must have been later enough for him to do it and get back. I mean, when Sai gets hit, it seems like it's it's daytime, um, and but
1: the 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 caves are always dark though.
0: Well. But it seemed like it was night, even, like, not in the caves, so... Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Um... You know what I mean? I
0: mean, it seemed like it was dark, period, not just in the caves.
1: Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that me makes too. any sense.
0: Like, the scenes in the caves where it's light out, like, when they first discover them, you can tell it's light out, even though it's still dark in the caves. It's it's not as dark as it is when it's dark outside. Yeah. If that makes sense. No. Um, not that their timeline is always perfect but um and maybe it's just a mess up on their part but um but I guess uh but I mean he did it according to the show uh, to
1: me yeah I I just I feel like it's one of those things where they maybe they knew it was locked the whole time who did it but they just left it open and then because you know they basically summed it up in a really crappy way it's like oh yeah that thing that happened to you a while ago yeah that was me
0: Right, yeah, no, that was pretty bad.
1: So I feel like it could have been anybody, you know, that did it, uh, and then they just said, oh, let's just have Locke do it. But
0: I think they do have suggestions that it could be him, if you know that, going in. Like, the way he sort of responds to the question by throwing the blame on Sawyer, um, I I got the sense that they didn't know at the time
1: yeah but I feel like Locke would have could have said that even if he didn't do it even if it was somebody else he would have been like anybody could do it you know um but yeah true he did he did sort of take throw the blame on
0: Sawyer yeah anyway um I want to mention do you have more on that no um, I'm done as far as the triangulation plan um I think it's interesting to note, note that the original uh triangulation plan was to be carried out by Sae, kate and boone they were the three points Mm -hmm. and they were going to set off their rockets and then turn the thing on right that was the original plan by the time it actually gets carried off boone leaves and leaves the thing in shannon's charge and Kate leaves her station and leaves it in Sawyer's charge. Yeah. And so, like, two out of three of the original members just, like, gave up on that mission, um, like, pretty quickly.
1: Well, for good causes, too.
0: I guess. But it seemed like an important enough mission. And then they leave it in the hands of what seemed to me to be sort of incompetent people. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's... I don't know. I just thought it was... I just thought it was odd that... that that, which should have been an important mission, was sort of immediately discarded uh, by two of the members um, uh, when, I mean, it seems like they could have easily still done it. Uh,
1: well, not, I mean, Boone wanted to go help dig out Jack, I think was, which I think is more important than uh, than doing the triangulation thing, and I think I don't know, and, and his f- the help same for
0: on digging and Kate's help on digging you know, versus all the people who were already there, versus like the work well, of getting on. Well, we, the we have
1: the we have the power of perspective. We knew who was already there digging. They didn't, and when Boone found out, nobody was uh, nobody was there really digging. Uh, that's why Charlie went to the beach to get help. Um, so, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, if they weren't there, I mean, there's you there's 48 know,
0: people. You know, that's their they're two people and they're not particularly strong people either i
1: i totally understand where you're coming from but i think you have to think about it from the standpoint of a major tragedy just happened to the most most loved person on the island and they want to be there to help yeah well i also and think I it's not think-
0: considering their like um especially like Kay was all about staying on the beach and getting off the island but i guess she cares more about jack than that even though she wouldn't move to the caves well, with him. well first
1: of all first of all the folly is thinking that finding finding the transmission is going to help them get off the island i don't understand why they think that in the first place well that is a folly that that is to me to me finding where the transmission is coming from it is is a lower priority on the li- on my list anyway i don't think it's going to help them do anything um and I mean, I'm just, I'm just, even being in the mind frame of, of, the, of, you know, just this episode, you know, not knowing, you know, of course I know that it doesn't come to anything, uh, cause they never find it. Um, but, uh, but no, I think, I think in terms of character motivations, they should have done, they should have done what they did. They should have left, uh, they, I mean, all Shannon had to do was light the thing and she lit the thing, you know, she, they, both people were capable of doing it and they, and they pulled it off. So I think it was fine.
0: They did, but I especially Shannon. I I wouldn't trust her with anything like that. If I didn't
1: Well, have to. if the if the girl she was talking to didn't point out the flare going off, she would admit she was too busy talking about Malibu and the boys there.
0: <laughs> oh God.
1: But um I hate your But Shannon. no, I I think it was fine. God, Shannon's hilarious. Oh Shannon, we miss you. Oh
0: wait, we don't. Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say it if you didn't. Alright. Um Uh all right, well, that, I guess that's that's all I got on this, uh, on this episode. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? No, I'm done. Okay. So, you want to move um,
1: on? Episode 108.
0: Confidence, man. <clears throat>
1: Why I whispered it, I don't know. I don't either. Oh, that's
0: because I have asthma. Maybe because it was in confidence. Oh, okay, right, asthma. <laughs> yeah. Is this the I asthma? Yeah, I guess it is. I have notes about the asthma.
1: So, in this episode, let's see, this episode reads, The onset of an asthma attack threatens Shannon's life, and the only man who can help her is Sawyer, whom Boone believes stole her inhaler from the fuselage. Why did they say whom? Hey, they You, you don't use whom unless it's after a preposition.
0: Well, I think somebody so, needs to well, write a letter.
1: Someone's gonna get an angry letter... <laughs> Sorry, I just, I didn't expect to see a, a, a grammatical error in this uh, glorious season one uh, yeah. uh, booklet. Anyway, it happens. When Sawyer refuses to help, Jack must decide whether to resort to violence to retrieve the medicine. Mm. Oh, sorry, that was a st- statement, sorry. <laughs> when Sawyer refuses to help, Jack must decide to resort to violence to retrieve the medicine. Sorry, <laughs> I can't try that again. When Sawyer refuses to help, Jack must decide whether to resort to violence to retrieve the medicine. Okay. Sorry. Wow. I know. it's a hard man. It's a hard sentence. Okay. There's, like, words in it. <laughs> Saeed is forced into a similar decision when Locke becomes the prime suspect in the attack that destroyed his radio equipment.
0: He became the prime suspect?
1: Yeah, Locke was the prime suspect. I didn't
0: think so. Wow. I yeah, well... I guess they're dropping heads. I thought yeah, Sawyer was the prime suspect. Well, Sawyer
1: was a prime suspect after Locke said Sawyer should be the prime suspect. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, uh, Locke was the prime suspect. That's why, that's why Saeed went up to him in the first place.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. And he's like, where were you at the clock yesterday night?
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I this like episode thing. marks the second thing people tried to get from Sawyer, which was the inhaler.
0: Right. Oh my God!
1: gotta love it
0: this is this is Sawyer like at his at his most like stubborn
1: yeah Sawyer most stubborn oh my
0: God I don't know anyone's this stubborn like ever i I'm really astounded at how unwilling he was like
1: it... <laughs> to to basically say, well, you know. What's great about this is it, it it all comes down to writing and needing conflict. If Soria would have said, if Boom would have been like, "Hey, you got my sister's inhaler?" and he goes, "No." <laughs> that half of the episode's gone. I
0: know. I know, but after all that, don't have it.
1: Don't have it. <laughs> great. Yeah.
0: Like he was he, he got tortured over something he didn't even have. Like Yeah. That's uh it, there's some sort of strength of character there but also a really awful stubbornness yeah to go through all that over something you could just you know e- easily resolve like if he had it like why not give it up but if he doesn't well he it, did
1: he like, did get a kiss out of it from Kate
0: you're right, and maybe it was all worth it
1: ooh those freckled mm-hmm. lips everybody <laughs> wants it Um... Uh, <laughs> Um. So this is obviously a Sawyer-centric episode, and we learned about uh, his confidence game that he played on many right. people, and we learned about his whole backstory with, uh, you know, that game being played on on his parents right. when he was a kid. Uh, one of the interesting things that came up in his backstory um, was when he goes to this pool hall. To talk to the guy who I guess he borrowed the hundred and forty thousand from to to start this confidence yeah. game, uh, to sure say, the initiate this th- th- this one that he was doing right. uh, with with uh, Jennifer or whatever her name was and her husband. Yeah. Um. The 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 guy goes. So you gave my money to a civilian. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm but he says civilian and i'm thinking that means either that guy is or was in the military or and or sawyer was uh in the maybe in the military so i thought that was an interesting question to bring up if he was if sawyer was ever in the military um
0: i don't think it means military in that context i think they're using civilian to separate basically uh Con men slash, like, criminals from, sort of, ordinary people. I think that's what the term means in that context.
1: Hmm. I don't know if I buy that. Um, because, so you're saying if he... If Sawyer would have given the money to another con man, the guy would have said something else?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he would have done that. But, yeah, the sentence wouldn't... I don't think the sentence would make sense if it was some if it was in the charge of someone else who was, you know, part of the whole underworld of conning people.
1: Yeah, I guess, now that I think about it, it doesn't make sense that he would call him a civilian, because well, I'm, it is, there's no point in denoting that, military-wise. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that doesn't mean anything. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think... Um, I think... I, I mean, I've seen it before, like, organized criminals, like, end up having... A sort of organization that becomes sort of military like, like, there's there's been many movies about the parallels between these criminals and the p- people who are after them, and like how they both have similar organization, and they're just sort of opposed to each other but that they essentially do the same thing so I, I feel like that's an example of that, like using a term that ordinarily you'd expect the military to use, but it's really just you know, criminals Okay. That's my theory.
1: Well, glad, glad I brought it up.
0: <laughs> oh, but hey, just like Sawyer's birthday wish. Um, oh, I had a thought on the birthday wish. Um, here's oh. what here, I was thinking about it after I listened to it a few times. Now, what I think the birthday wish was I mean, at the time I said whatever. I think that was like I think that was a, a that was supposed to be like a wisecrack, like a joke. Well yeah. I feel like I didn't say that or highlight that enough.
1: Well, I thought it was supposed to be a joke, but I didn't get it.
0: Yeah. Well I barely get it, but I feel like if you take it as a joke, it it doesn't have to make as much sense. Cause humor can be sort of absurd.
1: Okay. So Kate jumps <laughs> on top and he's like, Oh, this is this is what I wish for four years ago, my birthday yeah. wish. Like, like he's, like, what, and so what's the joke that, that uh, he's been wanting this really bad? I think the joke is, so bad. not
0: only that, but, like, could he possibly have wished for that four years ago on his birthday? I mean, probably not. I mean,
1: I've, But what would be the point of saying that, saying something that he obviously really couldn't have wished for four years ago on his what birthday? What would be the
0: point? I don't know. Sawyer says a lot of stuff. I feel like it's just one of those things. He just...
1: He, I mean, Sawyer's comedy is usually he talks pretty direct. The talk. His comedy is usually pretty direct, though. Like, that's not a very direct, uh, witty statement. Like that, I just don't get what that what yeah. that's supposed to mean. Fair enough. Four years ago on my birthday, like, like if he would have said something simple like, "Oh man, I've been dreaming about this," like, okay, I wouldn't have even bought it up. But four years ago, a birthday yeah. wish, is just like really but specific. I think it's in the
0: same spirit as what you're saying. They just try to make it more interesting. You know what I mean? But I think the the meaning of it is pretty much the same as I've been dreaming about this or whatever, but they just sort of spiced it up, gave it some specifics to to make the line more interesting and less cliché.
1: And they made it worse in the process. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, we can move on. Yeah. Um, so one of my general questions about the the, the show and... But it, in this episode is where it dawned on me. Uh, where did the fuselage go? Yeah,
0: you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, in season two, like, where? where not just the fuselage, but like a lot of the plane parts. It seemed like the plane parts yeah. weren't even there anymore at some point.
1: Well, after they burned all the bodies, I don't think we really... Now, in one of these episodes, uh, I I did see Sawyer standing next to the engine. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see the fuselage anymore. And I'm thinking, did they sort of move to a different part of the beach after that? Or, uh, or, or is it just like... It's not there because obviously they don't want to set up that prop every day right. and blah blah blah. Right. You know, I, I just thought it's a, it's strange that the fuselage is sort of disappeared. I mean, if they're still
0: there where the engine is, I mean, the fuselage should be nearby. They were yeah. not far from each other, so uh, realistically speaking, but.
1: But the fuselage is huge, you know, and we've seen shots of the beach of their whole yeah. like camp after this, and there ain't no, no fuselage on the and beach, and they couldn't
0: have made it like disappear just by burning it.
1: Yeah so, no,
0: yeah I don't know I don't know if they forgot about it or if they were, or if they, in their minds they just moved somewhere else I don't know I don't know.
1: Interesting. Another thing they said was that the plane cartwheeled through the jungle. So so remember a while ago we were we were thinking about you know how the plane landed and what direction it was going. Uh, so it was I guess generally speaking it was it was headed south. I mean, if it ended up on the south shore of the beach and cartwheeled through the jungle, uh, you know, it was—it was had to have been in some sort of southern direction.
0: I don't know why you say uh, that.
1: That it was heading. Well, because if it was going north, how could it cartwheel through the jungle and land on the beach?
0: Oh. Well, it would... Simple. It lands in the jungle, then reverses direction, and cartwheels back to the beach. Oh, it
1: reverses. It's uh, it's uh, the Descartes theory of uh, reversing right. coordinates. Uh, I mean, of course, if it was going east, uh, you know, it could sort of cartwheel and then sort of make its way southeast yeah. to the jungle. Yeah, it could know, sort of jungle. cartwheel like
0: this way. Yeah, and now you can't see what I'm doing. Yeah,
1: but but obviously, if it's if it's headed mostly east. It really shouldn't end up on the southern side of the... of the, of the, of the, of the I
0: agree. Of I, I the, wonder uh, where the tail section was in relationship to, you know, direction-wise from the main camp.
1: Well, the tail section landed on the north side of the beach, didn't yeah, it? Is that true? I mean, I the thought north side the others of the island. were on
0: the north beach. I didn't think that's where the tail section was supposed to. I thought they were supposed to be much closer than that.
1: I don't know. Um, I
0: don't know either. And they may have, there may be some inconsistencies there, but I'm just wondering where that's supposed to have been. because um, if it was east, you know, they could have been on this beach and then it cartwheeled this way and then they ended up over here and so they were just
1: Actually, no. You know what? It should be the north side because um the uh remember if I'm not mistaken, the tail section landed in the ocean. Um if I remember that that scene, you know, the other the other 48 days or whatever when we first see the the lost the, the tail section yeah. people, they when they when when we first see them and they're in the water and the plane the tail section was was yeah. in the water. So that would mean But the something. tail section
0: breaks off like a while before the plane crashes.
1: But it should break off in the same direction though, right? I mean, the plane the the fuselage should he- be heading in the same direction as the tail. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, in. yeah. I agree. Okay. but I don't think it necessarily um. it's coming from the north. Uh, I mean, I think it's possible. Like, if the islands here could have dropped off the tail section in the water over, like, on the east side, and then come in here and then cartwheeled sort of to the left, down into the left, and then, you know, that's where they ended up. No. Oh, okay. Well, you win.
1: Um. But you know the 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 north side of the island is pretty big, so the others could be there, and the the loss. That's true, the and they did get there.
0: attacked sooner. Um,
1: yeah. Um, you know,
0: well, that's a topic for later.
1: Well, remember I, to bring I, it up.
0: I better write it down, or I'm gonna forget.
1: Please.
0: So I'm out of stuff to
1: talk about uh, with this episode. As great as it was, and it was very interesting to see Sawyer's backstory, there wasn't a lot of things I need to bring up, so what do you got? I agree.
0: Um, it sets up some things. It gets Saeed out of the camp, which is good. Um, I wanted to bring up a couple things related to the asthma attack that Shannon okay. has. Um, um,
1: oh, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> do I you. already know what you're going to say. How about this? I'm going to say one word, and you tell me if I'm on the right track. You ready? Libby. Am I on the right track? You're absolutely on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, go ahead and say what you're going to say for the rest of our audience. I knew it. I just, dude, when I saw it, I was like, oh, God, they're doing it again. Yeah,
0: I was like, when I saw that part, I'm like, I I hope you're thinking the same thing I am.
1: (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing. Oh god! Apparently, breathing is the key to everything,
0: <laughs> and, and in this case, it's particularly absurd. So, so Shannon, you know, she has asthma, and she's sitting there, you know, <clears throat> doing this sort of thing. She's having some sort of attack, asthma attack, and <laughs> and Boone's there, um, trying to help out as best he can. Like only Boone can. Aww. like only Boone can, which means <laughs> crappily. Yeah with good intentions and awful results um, oh, and so you. his his advice to her is just try to breathe
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like that's like telling uh someone with no eyes just exactly. try to see just it's try like to see
0: it's like a breathing be... <laughs> disorder like that's so ridiculous <laughs>
1: Yeah, just try it's, to breathe. It's, it's really. That's bad. all you need to do.
0: That's the asthma cure. Just try to breathe. Yeah,
1: just breathe. <laughs> Why did
0: you stop trying to breathe?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shannon, if you would just breathe, you wouldn't have this asthma <laughs> tag. Uh, but yeah, but then Jack comes in and does the same thing. You know, he basically tries to calm right. her down and tells her to breathe through her nose so she can get a you know whatever fuller breath. I don't know. Right. Uh, but um, but he yeah, had like a semi-legitimate
0: thing. explanation, like. Part of this is panic, yeah. and so you need to just relax. Yeah. And But he was just saying, just try to breathe.
1: Yeah. It's the same. We're, we're basically... The Libby reference is when uh, Claire is trying to remember what happened to her when she's abducted. <laughs> this is the season two reference when she's abducted <laughs> by Ethan. And Libby, being the, quote, psychologist, mm-hmm. we don't really know Indeed. what she is, because whatever... Um, she goes, okay. I can do, you know, hypnagogic therapy or whatever. Regress, you know, remember, help you remember. And uh, so the first step is breathe. <laughs> and you know, Claire takes like three deep breaths, and all of a sudden she remembers everything. <laughs> so uh, who knew? All you needed to do hypnosis or whatever is. Uh, deep I guess uh,
0: Libby and Boone went to the same like. They did. Or it was.
1: A- it was a school that did, uh, that you could get your psychology degree and your, uh, lifeguard oh, wow. license. two for
0: one. Look at that.
1: <laughs> two for one. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they it's just, crazy. That's it. It's
0: all about, just, just tell them to breathe. That's the rule. Just tell them to
1: breathe. Hey, guys, Confucius say, <laughs> just breathe. Uh, that's the key to everything. Asian, Asian, uh, science knows. Just you know, beat.
0: I really thought you wouldn't know what I was going to bring up, but damn!
1: No, dude, you're Come absolutely on. right. Come on, you thought I wouldn't know? Jesus Christ! I did. Man. I did.
0: One Come more on. thing, just to throw away before we finish. Does eucalyptus okay. really cure asthma?
1: Eucalyptus is what is in uh, Vicks vapor rub and stuff. So what it does is it opens the bre- uh, opens your bronchial tubes okay. and stuff. It's it's effervescent, so that's that's why that works. It basically because you know asthma is when the the, the little breathing tubes contract, mm-hmm. and so basically it just helps them expand. So you can right, but
0: like people who have asthma, they don't use the eucalyptus. They
1: well, they use something a little bit yeah. better. <laughs> is that
0: the idea? Like it's 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 good enough to get you by, but it's not the ideal solution.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't you wouldn't want to put that on your chest and breathe it when you can just take the inhaler and the chemicals you know open your uh dilate your, okay. your tubes themselves fair enough
0: that. all right that's all i got
1: i love when jack was like oh, hey son let me look at that because i don't trust you uh let me see oh what yeah he... and he's like <laughs> you know and then he's like oh eucalyptus why didn't i think of that and i'm like yeah why yeah, didn't yeah shame you think on you that?
0: jack shame on you yeah
1: you know, there's this scene, ooh, what episode did it in? I don't remember. But Locke, I don't know what Locke is doing. He's got this, like, piece of something. I guess it's a hide or something. And he's got, like, a aloe plant stem. Oh, And yeah. he's rubbing it on this thing. And then he's sprinkling sand on that. it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, is he, I guess he's toughening the hide. I don't know what he's doing. I thought it was weird. I also thought it was sad that the shoe he was using to sprinkle the sand from looked like a little kid's Um. shoe. And I would imagine since he's using that shoe, the kid is dead.
0: (laughs) You know what's weird, though? There didn't seem to be any kids in the main camp. Yeah,
1: all the kids got got thrown in the back of the cabin. Yeah, like there were a bunch of kids
0: in the tail section, but for some reason, the last...
1: Well, I guess the kids that were in the, uh, the fuselage section, uh, died, if there I were guess, any.
0: If that's what we're supposed to believe. I mean, no one appears to be a parent, except for, you know, Michael, obviously, and, and Claire, who's pregnant mm-hmm. and not...
1: Oh, she's barely a parent.
0: <laughs> I agree.
1: Although, I do want to talk about Race for Another, because she shows some good parenting skills in one small Oh, scene. wow. Good for
0: her. Um can't wait to find out how but we have one more episode until then
1: episode 109 is entitled solitary because it's so lonely here on the Mm. island because I don't know why so the plot summary reads when a golf bag is found in the wreckage building constructs a primitive golf course to give the survivors a much needed recreational outlet in the jungle saeed's attempt exploration ends when he falls into a trap he, regreens, he <laughs> regains he regains consciousness <laughs> I'll start over he regains consciousness in the lair of a mysterious French woman named Danielle Rousseau Said's overtures of friendship, wow that was fancy his overtures of friendship Said's overtures of friendship are rebuffed as Rousseau resorts to torture Believing him to be part of the mysterious tribe already living on the island. So this episode is 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 uh, notable because not only do we get a new character in Danielle, okay. it's our f- and of course Ethan. Yes, uh, it's our first clue to the others. Uh, our first big yeah. clue to the first others mention of them day. and
0: first like hearing of them at the end.
1: Yeah, th- yeah, you got to hear them, or else they're not there. Uh, and this episode is, of course, Said-centric. It's his backstory in Iraq, right? And uh, I don't know why I'm rolling And as usual,
0: solitary just... has a double meaning. There's Danielle who was solitary for 16 years, and there's what's her name in Iraq who was in solitary confinement.
1: And there's the third meaning would be what I thought it would, meant was Said, because he needed some solitude.
0: Oh. oh, there you go. There's three.
1: Yeah, there's three. Um, that's a double meaning for you. <laughs> when it's got three, it's really double. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. So, of course, in this episode, Hurley constructs the golf mm. course, uh, which my first thought was, wow, they don't play golf anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, or at least we don't see them play. And, of course, the creators have said just because we don't see them do stuff doesn't mean right. they're not doing I think it they
0: have made a couple of half ass references.
1: Yeah. Oh, have they?
0: Like, oh, no, I, was like...
1: <laughs> <I'm so tired. laughs> I was playing golf earlier. I'm so tired. I was playing golf earlier, and boy, are my arms tired. Uh,
0: yeah, so, whatever. You're right, though. They haven't shown them playing golf, but really, how much do we want to see them playing golf?
1: I'm done. One episode
0: was too much, you know?
1: Yeah. <sighs> um, so, Saeed's flashback, of course, he's, he's an Iraqi soldier... Um, I, one of the things I noticed, and I, I don't remember noticing this the first time, is that the flat, when the flashback starts, he's, uh, he's, there, the, the conversation is in Iraqi. Is that, is that the language? Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either. Um, maybe it's, uh, what could it be? Uh, I don't, I don't remember, I don't know too many languages over there. Anyway, he's speaking the language they speak in Iraq. And uh, all of a sudden the camera sort of pans past the, soul, the, his, the prisoner's head and the subtitles are gone and they're all speaking in English um, for the rest of that whole backstory. Uh, which I think was nicely done. You know, It cements us in the idea that they are speaking that language to each other. But of course saves us the trouble of having to read subtitles for the whole According backstory. According
0: to Wikipedia, uh, Arabic and Kurdish are spoken in Iraq.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Kurdish. Okay, uh, cool. Well, he's speaking one of those two. Or maybe we're not good enough to recognize time.
0: which one. Sorry, guys.
1: No, Angie, cute. Yeah. We're. I'm sorry. sure Lost
0: Cast would know.
1: <laughs> oh, they would. That's why they're better. Um, actually, I'm, I, I have something to tell you, Justin. Can I sure. tell you this? Should I tell you now? Um, I'm leaving the Lost Lowdown. <laughs> Uh, the people, the kind people at Lost Cast asked me to come over to do their uh, podcast. And uh, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to do it. You know what? I know that. Um, oh, that's the thing that I was thinking about. I was going to make a drive shaft reference. Oh. Uh, I know it's my reason that we wanted to start this podcast. And now that you're all into it, I'm leaving it. Uh, because that was the thing we find out in, in Charlie's backstory, you know, the whole thing with his brother. And Charlie didn't really want to do the mm-hmm. band because he's so religious. And then his brother convinces him. And then his brother sort of takes him down a path of destruction. And then his brother leaves right. him. Um, and that is a similar s- situation to. Um, I can't think of what it is now. I can't think of what it is. But that plot line where somebody gets someone to do something and then leaves and lets them rot, they've done that before. Oh. Or they've done it again. Now, I can't remember what it is, but I think it's a season two thing. Uh, I'll remember one day. Okay. Anyway, um, that was a horrible, horrible waste of airtime. But anyway, um, my point was... You said it, not me. They're speaking... Kurdish or or Arabic, and uh, it's uh, you know, I'm glad that they're not just speaking English the whole time, and we're just like, oh, that's so implausible. Right. Although they did speak it English. like
0: 75% of the time.
1: <laughs> well, but the idea is that they submitted us, they submitted us in the idea already that they're really speaking their native language. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah, didn't you hear what I was saying? I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> I was too busy <laughs> looking up iraq on wikipedia
1: you were so for those who were also too busy looking up iraq <laughs> on wikipedia my point was when saeed's when saeed's flashback starts the first scene with him in iraq um he is torturing the prisoner in their native language either arabic or kurdish whichever one they're speaking and the the camera sort of moves past the prisoner's head and no and then the subtitles disappear and they're speaking english from then on
0: okay and you so, think that's yeah. that's how we're supposed to that's take that
1: that's basically that's how we're supposed to take that is that they started out you know they started the scene in the native language and then for the for the for the you know convenience of the audience they switched to english so that we can have the rest of and the f- scenes and,
0: and for the after that's what i was going to say and presumably for the act cuz they don't do that with sun and Jen flashback I mean, mm-hmm. they speak their, but they speak their languages. I don't think uh, Naveen Andrews, who's you know English, speaks uh, whatever language they were using. He probably had to learn yeah. that stuff and to do all of his flashbacks in that language would have probably been a great challenge.
1: Well, is it is it Daniel Day Kim? I don't believe he knows Korean. Yeah,
0: I think he he did he he knew it when he was younger, and he had to sort of refresh himself. But I, mm-hmm. but I think he, he knew a lot more Korean than Naveen Andrews knows of Kurdish and or Arabic.
1: Yeah, I'll buy that. You
0: know, because he technically was born there and, like, his family speaks it. Um, he grew up speaking English, but he did know, like, some of it at least. So okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, that's a good point. I didn't take on. it that way. I just took it to mean they just – everybody started speaking English all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. It really right? wouldn't.
0: And, you know, I like your way better. And uh, that's the way I'm going to see it from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially since, like, I wouldn't expect too many of them to know English. Mm-mm. And, uh, especially, like, the prisoner guy. I really wouldn't expect him to know no. English. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how we're supposed to take that. No. Too.
0: Yeah. Must be.
1: Good. Good point. So, um, the other part of Said's story in this episode is is Danielle right right he's walk. he's walking along the beach and he takes a break and all of a sudden he just happens to look over and what does he see oh he sees a cable sticking out the mm-hmm. ground I love it uh they didn't do too good of a job hiding mm-hmm. that cable if you can spot it from whoever a couple whoever they away.
0: is and whatever that cable yeah. is supposed to do uh
1: yeah I guess we never really find no. out I mean he gets captured and he forgets yeah. about it
2: <laughs>
0: A lot of people have speculated um, about underwater hatches and such, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Power, maybe? I don't know.
1: Power. To me, it looked like a power cable, too. You know, it was pretty thick. It actually was like two cables, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, It was like one thick one and a sort of thinner one. I didn't really notice. Um, Yeah, you wouldn't. (laughs) I said it. (laughs) So... Danielle, there's a lot going on with her and her whole backstory. And, well, from what she tells us. So let's talk okay. about that. Um, she's, she's, of course, our first link to the others because she, you know, she believes, uh, uh, what's his name? Saeed to be another. And what's interesting is I was going to, I was just going to say that, you know, obviously Saeed doesn't dress the way the others dress, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't matter because she's never seen Yeah, her. Right. Um, so she doesn't know what they're supposed to look like. Um, I guess she just assume he's another because he's not her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh he's just out there and the others are out there, so he's another. Yeah.
0: It makes me wonder how does she know they took Alex if she's never even seen them. I mean
1: <laughs> Well, I mean the her only thing about Alex is that, you know, they they apparently light the smoke. Um on, on the on the north side of the island or whatever when they're there and that's when Alex was taken that night or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, I I mean how she's never seen them is a little bit And how history. but how does she
0: know it like the whispers, how does she know that corresponds to the people that took the baby? Like I, I don't
1: I think she's just assuming she, uh, she could only be assuming that that's okay. that they're the same people. I mean she's
0: right, but I don't know. I... Yeah Seems like a leap. I feel like she has seen them. I don't buy that she hasn't seen them. They're not that hard to see. I mean, you know? They're, they're just camped out um, there a lot of
2: times.
0: Well, they're camped
1: out there a lot of times when they want to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, she's been there for 16 years. I feel like she's she could have come across the others before. But I mean, like, Henry Gale's be... the first
0: other she ever saw. Like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it.
1: I mean, it seems to be that the others can stay hidden if they want to be. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she's heard the whispers, but maybe, you know, maybe they haven't come that close to her because they don't want anything to do. And if she's never
0: seen them, like, why would she even think, like... (laughs) Why would she think that this is one of them? Like, that just, you know... Well,
1: that's what I said, because they're out there, and now Saeed is out there, so he must be, you know, because he obviously doesn't think there's... Other people on the island besides the others, you know, she thinks she's alone yeah. on the island, and the others are there. So here's here's another person. Maybe he's another. I
0: even think they're human looking. I mean, they're they only to her exhibit these supernatural traits. Like, how does she know it's even a they? Um, I mean, it,
1: I don't think yeah, I don't think the others would be un unhuman though. Right? I mean, she does hear whispers but you i mean you would hear whispers if people were in the jungle whispering so well ye- i mean it com- like it comes across supernatural to us but you know like we talked about that before what would it be like if you were really there you know who's to say? Yeah.
0: but i think they're the presenting show does it, to make us it seem- like it's supposed to seem to them
1: yeah well i don't know though i don't know if that's necessarily true but but anyway um She's... the other the other side of that coin is that she's crazy well yeah so, you know, we can talk about her motivations all we want, but bottom line is she, she's got some little deficiencies from the fact she's been alone for 16 right. years. Or so she claims. Right. Um, so anyway, she talks about that she was three days out from Tahiti. Um, now, Tahiti's actually not that far from Australia. Um, and I looked at a little map, and if I'm not mistaken, um, Tahiti is north east of Australia and Fiji, which is another island or series of islands that we've heard about on this show, is due east of Tahiti. So the island should be somewhere in that area. I mean three day if you do sort of a you know three day you know um, think about how far I could go in three days and do a circumference of that of Tahiti, um, you really should find where the island is. It should be in that, in, that, uh, in that area.
0: I think she also mentions that it was raining or storming or something when they crashed there.
1: She said it was storming and that she heard some sa- some noises. Um, now I, I've been trying to think about how they got cra- how they crashed on this island. I was thinking maybe there was another electromagnetic uh, incident or something that pulled the, the boat closer to the island or something like that. The only evidence I can think is the noises she's her- she heard, you know, because, well, when the fail safe goes off, there's a big mm-hmm. noise. Um, so it reminded me again I don't know.
0: of Desmond's backstory because when he crashed, it was also a big storm, and then he mm-hmm. crashes ashore. You know, it's it it seemed like the same sort of circumstances. Yeah, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like I wonder, is the storm like related to people? Like, does it storm when people crash on the island? I mean, I guess it didn't with the plane, but, like...
1: Uh, I feel like that could be another TV writing thing, that it's just a lot more dramatic to have them crash during the yeah. storm. It's a lot more disorienting for the character, you know, and, you know, so I, I, who knows, yeah. but if, that, if that's a real correlation or if it's just the way they're writing yeah. it. Um... One of my questions is... So, of course, you know, she says she was with a science team. <laughs> what they were researching, we don't, don't know. Uh, my, of course, the big question that Saeed even brings up is, why did they have rifles?
2: Mm.
1: Which, which also makes me wonder, were they really a science team? Mm. Um, now, obviously, you want to have rifles if you're going to go in some place that's dangerous and you need to protect yourself from either, you know, bears, um, uh, or, you know, from other people, mm-hmm. um, but I was thinking maybe they were, um, for all we know, they could be sort of pirates, they could be, yeah. you know, um, they could be anything, right?
0: True, true. There's no confirmed... Uh, and, she could, and she's... Go ahead.
1: She's got a lot of skills in, in terms of her trapping skills and her, her trap-making skills, uh... That you know, I don't think a scientist would necessarily have.
0: Now she could have picked you know, those up over the sixteen years she's been on the island.
1: Um, e, I could buy, but it's like, how do you learn? I guess you can learn how to make a trap, right? I mean, I guess that's not too yeah. hard. Um, you got a lot of time but, for trial and error. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, she could have. She could have picked but that up. But she does not
0: seem up. to me like a scientist. Now. Mm-hmm. Does that mean she's not a scientist? No, but yeah, her
1: her map skills do seem to be something a scientist would have. A researcher, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, she did those, those those the maps seem pretty scientific. Sure,
0: I'll buy that. I'll buy that.
1: If she did, if she drew that, yeah,
0: right. I mean, I don't know where the maps came from.
1: Another thing that I thought was really interesting was that uh, you know when Saeed... Has the gun pointed to her, and she has a gun pointed to him, and he shoots. Um, m- well, my first thing is when he grabs the gun out of the out of her out of her. Uh, I don't know what what to call it. Her little hut there, yeah. whatever it was. Um, I remember when I first saw this scene. I uh, you know when I first watched this episode a long time ago when it came on TV. Um, I thought to myself, "Saeed, check to see if the gun works. Saeed, check to see if it has ammo." Yeah. <laughs> Like you really should never especially if you're in a tv show you should (laughs) never assume a you should never assume a gun works uh when you pick it up and um i i don't know exactly what a firing pin looks like but i I thought maybe it would have been something that he could have sort of quickly looked to see if you know like i mean i don't know maybe maybe if there's some gun person who knows this could write in and tell us but uh, if a firing pin is something that's really noticeable when it's missing from a rifle. But uh, I just thought it was pretty crappy that he didn't sort of think to check the gun or, or They whatever. need to
0: add that to the list of, like, things that happen in movies slash TV shows a lot. Because I've seen that scene a lot where they fired a gun and it doesn't work for whatever reason. It's not mm-hmm. loaded or they did something to the gun to make it not work. And then the other person laughs and, you know, that's... It's yeah. such a classic scene. Of course, it plays out a little differently here, but, uh...
1: Yeah, and and it it, it, it helps me realize, you know, because he's got the gun pointed to her first, and she slowly pulls up the gun. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, Rousseau, like, why do you think he won't shoot you? Right. He doesn't know you, you know, but of course she knows he can't yeah. shoot Um. But the, my point of this was that we learned that uh, Robert tried to kill her. Mm. <laughs> You know, she says, uh, yeah, Robert didn't notice the firing pin was missing also when he tried to shoot me.
2: Um,
1: So, and I I, obviously, or at least what I think is that, you know, Rousseau was planning to kill Robert and he knew and he was trying to defend himself, you know, because he didn't, I'm assuming, obviously, he didn't think he was sick and she did. And it felt like he needed to be exterminated. Um, and he tried to defend himself, and obviously, right. couldn't because the firing pin was missing. And well, my real question is, uh, you know, I was I was trying to think about the, the this cult science team and the mm-hmm. sickness. Like, um, do you, so you don't think there's a sickness? Mm-hmm. We've talked do about not that. I think
0: there's a sickness.
1: So, do you think that? And the other big thing is, she says uh, the others are the carriers, which I thought was an interesting allegation. Um, Wait, what you know, and the and she danielle says she thinks the others are the carriers of the all oh, right yeah yeah which of course Dan- which, to me my first thought is uh well if you if you never really came in <laughs> contact with the others how did it get transferred yeah. but the other thing is you know the reason that she killed them was not only were they sick but the real reason was that she didn't want them to get rescued and the sickness to go back to civilization really which is a very noble... Yeah, that's oh, what she says. Oh, she says, says. that? Oh, okay. She, yeah, she says, like, um, imagine if we got rescued. Imagine what would happen. Okay. I, I missed that one. Uh, so she somewhere. didn't want... Oh, God. Yeah, she didn't want the sickness to get back to civilization, which is a very noble thing sure. to do. If that's, if that's um, in fact,
0: what happened.
1: Um, which um, which actually changes my mind about what happened. I actually thought... I used to think... Now I just changed my head just wow. a second. I used to think that she killed them because they were sick and they were going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. But now i think she killed them i think they were fine health-wise she thinks they were sick but they were sort of fine health-wise and she killed them so that if in case they got rescued the sickness wouldn't go back to civilization yeah which makes me also wonder uh or that doesn't make me wonder but i wonder uh why doesn't she think she's sick
0: right Right. Good point. Good point. Why is she the one who knows when people are sick and gets to be the judge of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: she? It's Ru- it's Rousseau's world. They're just dying <laughs> in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. My theory. Well, okay. I have two. Uh, there's two scenarios that uh, in my head are possible, and neither of them are probably correct. But what I'm thinking right now, theory number one, she's just crazy, and she just killed her team and sort of uh, either invented or, like, deluded herself into believing they were sick to sort of justify her insanity in, in killing mm-hmm. them all. Um, that's theory number one. Okay. Theory number two that I thought about was that maybe the, the other parts of the team, like, joined the others, and that is why she thought they were sick or whatever like they came in contact with them and decided to sort of join them and like she didn't want to do that maybe because they took the her baby or i don't know why but um so she shot them because of that
1: i don't buy that one
0: all right
1: should i tell you why Oh, it's because um, I don't really think you can just join the others if you want to. I think the others decide, and I I feel like, if anything, the others would have sort of raided their their group of people and taken who was good and left who was bad, and that's how it would have happened, and I don't think she would have had access to the people who ended up joining the others to to kill them. Uh, So that's why I don't buy that theory that they were going to join the others and... Uh, I don't think you can just say, "Oh, I'm going to join this group of people who I just am going to join because I want to." Uh, I don't think the others operate like that.
0: Okay, uh, I think I think they'd take someone theory. if they wanted to join, but maybe I think
1: they would only if that person was good. And I think they would have would kidnap that person. They would, you know, they wouldn't sort of need to let that person decide to join. They would have, they would have wanted that person already for whatever reason. Um. But that goes back to the theory of how do they know who's coming to the island and how do they know who's right. doing bad and all, all important that, questions
0: so. that hopefully will be answered in season three. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So anyway, yeah, no, I, both of them are probably wrong. But anyway, those are my two theories.
1: I like the first, no, I like the first theory. The first theory makes, makes a lot of sense. I like the first all one. All right. Well, good. It's the second one that's a piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> The, the second um, one was
0: one I thought of when I watched it this time, because... And you were drinking. What? You right, were drinking. well, it helps me think. And she <laughs> was thinking, she was saying how the others were the carrier of the sickness, and it started making me think, well, maybe she thought, or maybe she just thought they joined them or whatever, but somehow I feel like she is she associates the sickness with the others, so I'm thinking maybe she thought her people were somehow, like, had been infected by them or whatever. I mean, obviously, that's what she claims to have thought. Um, But it was making me think it wasn't as simple as, like, a virus that, you know, like, it was some sort of, like, mental thing or something, you know?
1: Well, the whole thing with her and the others is weird. I'm I'm looking at this little transcript, and, and, and she goes... Um, oh, that's another thing I want to bring up. I hope I wrote that down. Okay, yeah, I did. Hold on. So anyway, she says, um, you know, Sayid says, you know, your distress signal. And the message you said, it it killed them all. Uh, which is another thing we should talk about. Because she says it killed yeah. them all. Which I always assume was smoky. Yeah, uh, well, but yeah, then I think... And by, which I guess really I should throw that out because it's her. She killed right. them all. Uh, and She killed them all but really she thinks The sickness right. killed them all She
0: was just yeah
1: yeah. And so uh, anyway um, She says we were coming back from the Black Rock It was them They were the carriers And I'm trying to think about how, that's, how that scene would play out You know the, her, her and her team are, are at the Black Rock Maybe they just discovered it or something And they're looking around and I guess they're leaving Or I don't know and then the, they start hearing the whispering, I guess? Yeah. And, and that's when it maybe dawn, dawns on her that it's them who's causing the sickness or something, or that's the first time that she heard the whispers, or maybe she even came in contact with them. Uh, so I was just trying to think about how that scene would, would play out, you know? Because, you know, it's so you said, who, who are the carriers, and she says the others? Priors. Um. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe the sickness could be in terms of your second theory, this sort of allegiance thing, where you know, and and a mental thing. Cause remember, we were talking about, um, and the end of season two in the finale, when when we hear the whispering. Uh, I think I, I came up with the idea that maybe it's a, uh, a telepathic right, thing. Right, right. Uh, and so maybe, maybe you know if you hear the whispers enough or if you are you can be controlled by them or something. So maybe that's what the sickness okay, is. Okay, yeah, right. Um. So I don't know. Roughly in
0: the vein of what I was thinking, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't buy it. I, I
0: don't either, but... Um, I, I rarely buy my own theories, but...
1: Uh, well, you should get them for free. Yeah,
0: I guess I should, but they cost. <laughs> what can I do? At
1: least a discount. Yeah. Um... I also wanted to talk about. She says the others are in control of the broadcast station where the message is coming oh, from. Oh
0: yeah, right.
1: And uh, I wondered why haven't they ch- stopped or changed the message?
0: Oh, the others.
1: If they're yeah, if they're in control of it, why do they let that message still hmm. play?
0: I don't know. Would they ha- would they have a desire to make it a different message, or um, should they just stop? I it think altogether? they could.
1: I yeah, I think they would stop it all together. Um, I mean, if you, I mean, it's either there's, there's, I guess, I guess there's three sides of this thing. Either, either they want someone to come to the island, they don't want anyone else to come right. to the island, or they're indifferent. Either way, right? Um, if they don't want people to come to the island, then they should stop the message. Yeah. Because if people in some boat hear it, maybe they'll be, a, you know, they'll come to investigate. Just like Danielle's team came to investigate the original right. message. And
0: The original message. Whose was that?
1: Um well the original message was the number. Well yeah, but who And we don't know who was broadcasting right.
0: that. I mean that's a question.
1: Um you might want to assume it was the others. I was thinking that. Um Uh I mean if they're in control of it now, why weren't you know, why weren't they in control of it before? Right. You know, maybe Danielle got there and she changed her message, you know, and she it just so happens she didn't run into them or something. They seem
0: to just abandon places pretty routinely, so Maybe they did
1: control it and then gave it up and then got it back. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe she's lying and they don't control it. Maybe she just assumes that. I mean,
0: she's quite Um,
1: crazy. Who broadcast the original message? Uh, Hopefully we'll find out. Yeah. Ed McMahon, I'm looking at you. Um, Uh, So, what else? What else about this episode was interesting? Anything
0: else? Um... I, I, I had something I, I think it fits here Because this is the first episode we see Ethan Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh Ethan And
0: Yeah um, Just a little fast fact uh, The actor who plays Ethan is a cousin of Tom Cruise
1: Yeah Well with a name like Mopather <laughs> He has to be uh, I don't know anyone in the world With the f- name Mopather So when I, when I first saw that name that You know you can't see Mopather without thinking Tom Cruise Yeah
0: I guess not. Um, I didn't know that that was actually his last name, but uh, but it is. So anyway.
1: Yeah, that's Tom Cruise's original last name. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. I just, but I only recently found that out. And like when I look at him, I see a vague resemblance. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, they're both crazy. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Like
0: even sort of like Tom Cruise would be if you sort of stretched him out and like changed his face a little bit, like like an angular version. Anyway, whatever. Um, with regard to the character he plays, uh, this is the first episode we see him, and so, you know, at some point, he he just sort of... I guess he just sort of walks up and joins the camp and hopes that no one noticed that he hasn't been there the whole time.
1: Well, who's to say he hasn't been there the well, whole time?
0: Well, you're right. You're right. I want to know, like, yeah, when, when did he show up? And how, you know, mm-hmm. how did that work? But my larger question is... How did how did they know they were there?
1: How did they know they were on the island? Yeah. Good question. Now they could have. There's a lot of ways. There's a ton of ways. There's a billion ways. <laughs> I don't know any of them.
0: Because it just occurred to me, like they, you know, the the tail section. Maybe they were closer to where the others were, and it was more reasonable. But they're really not anywhere close to where the others uh, routinely uh, are. At least from what we've seen and so it made me wonder like how did they even get the idea that there were some that
1: well i'm i'm under the impression uh that the you know i mean i guess that we know that the plane crash was was seemingly accidental right um
0: or so we're led to believe
1: Or so we're led to believe but I, I still think that uh, the others, the others seem to be expecting them. I mean, they had some sort of lit, you know. Then they have some sort of list of people, and I, I don't really know. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways they could have, they could have maybe seen the plane, you know, crash, you know, in the sky, you know, just looking at it, and hey, let's go look at that thing. Okay. Um, or they could have had someone in that area heard the plane crash, you know, and, and alerted the rest of the gang. Okay. So, I, I think it's one of those two. Or they were, like, expecting them, you know. Um, they seem to obviously have some fixation with Aaron. Right. Um, and, you know, one of my theories is that there's some sort of prophecy going on. Right. Uh, with maybe Aaron and Walt. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe they were, they were just sitting around waiting for that plane to crash.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and
1: ostensibly... Um, I mean... They would have there would have been smoke from the wreckage and stuff yeah. that would have signaled it too. And oh, that's the other thing. I'm sure people at home are like, Come on guys, say the obvious, which is they've been lighting signal fires the whole time.
0: Oh, you're right. Good point.
1: They've been they've been lighting huge fires the whole time. So that's another that's Good a point. big ray they could have known they were there.
0: But okay. But Ethan was not there I mean he wasn't on the plane.
1: <laughs> so Well, so yeah, at no, some he point,
0: he he joined the camp and hoped no one would notice. And mm-hmm. they didn't. <laughs> uh, no. They just took him as one of their own, even though, you know, he, there was a point where he wasn't there. Um, and I guess there's enough people. I mean, it seems like that's barely true. I mean, with only 40-something people, it seems like you've noticed... Um
1: but that's the thing that they've they've pointed that out many times that they don't know they don't notice who's there and who's not there and who's you know anything that was the whole point of Hurley census too yeah is that nobody really knows anybody and uh and you know forty is forty i think at uh, uh, you know past forty you know past probably thirty you can see somebody and not really know if you've seen them or not already you know
0: yeah, yeah, I mean I guess it hasn't been that long just uh i don't know i don't know it's 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 just such an odd thing to do like he
1: and in that and think about it this way say say you know you're you're toiling on the beach you're you know building fire or you're whatever and you see ethan and it is the first time you've seen him and you look at him and you go wow i don't remember seeing that guy but he's busy chopping firewood and he's busy gathering yeah. fruit so you don't really think anything about it you just assume you don't remember seeing him. right you know, you don't go, oh, man, maybe he's an other and he's trying to attack Claire. <laughs> we should go tell somebody. Right,
0: right. And I guess we're supposed to believe, based on, you know, maternity leave, that he was, you know, he was not just there to get Claire, but he was just doing general reconnaissance um, mm-hmm. as far as, like, everybody there. Making a list and, you know, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. I still don't know how that works obviously
1: i don't even know either um
0: or why he didn't have time to do it um
1: uh why he didn't have time to do what to
0: make the list and i don't know why it even takes time or how it i don't know it's all very confusing but uh i just wanted to uh raise that issue so anyway whatever we can move on
1: cool the other thing i want to mention a little thing is that uh nadia wrote on the back of the picture uh that she gave oh to Said, god you'll find me in the next life if not in this one which of course is very similar to when desmond told jack see you in another life brother mm-hmm. um so there's another instance of them reusing yeah. a very similar it thing. also
0: reminded me of the letter that Desmond found from Penny in his book.
1: Uh-huh. You know, you'll never
0: loan as long as you have a woman who loves you, or whatever. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
1: and everybody knows that's not yeah.
0: true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So yeah, it seemed like that was recycled too. In addition to the "See You in Another Life." So. Yeah,
1: it's they 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 seem to be big on recycling. I guess
0: so, I guess so. That's. Which is
1: good. It's good for the environment.
0: Yeah. Huh. Well, same.
1: <laughs> um so let's go to episode 110 raised by another i don't know
0: why i use that accent
1: i don't know either i, I think it's fun okay. claire is haunted by nightmarish visions that her baby is in danger when the nightmare seem to come true and she appears to be attacked no one believes her. Eh? Early suggests that they comply <laughs> with a list Early. of survival names. And Boone suggests that it will save time to use the flop manifest as a reference. E? When Early compares the two, e? it leads to an unnerving conclusion e? about a passenger named Ethan mm. Rom, And everyone knows Ethan Rom is an anagram for don't trust this um. guy. They missed a few uh, so T's. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, they they missed uh, they missed a couple letters, but that's okay. So um, what a, so we'll save the interesting stuff for last. Please. Let's talk about the little okay. things. Uh, Hurley Hurley mentioned that, of course, his nickname is Hurley, and his real name is Hugo Reyes. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Why? I'm not telling." Yeah. But um, I'd like to speculate. What Hurley? Why would he have a nickname? Hurley? Is he? <laughs> Did he? Did
0: he used to throw up a lot? I have to say, I like the way. I, I rarely like Hurley, but I like the way he delivers that line. The way he says, mm-hmm. "Like my name isn't Hurley; it's Hugo Reyes." Why? I'm not telling. But anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird about that is he didn't need to say why. He could just say, my name's not even Hugo. My name's not even Hurley. It's Hugo Reyes. Right. Another new, but he, he, he brings up why yeah. and then decides not to tell. Why? Well,
0: not telling. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I Hurley, the only thing I can think of is hurl, which is throw up. Right. Um, so, maybe he's, he's nauseous all the time or, I don't know, or he gets sick on right
0: or, I don't Yeah. Know. Yeah. Could be. Could be that. Um, I bet we'll never find out. Mm, never maybe just a thought I just I'd still just like don't so, leave that one for us
1: this episode when Hurley is trying to you know compile the census and he gets the passenger manifest I love Boone is like yeah you know good work but be uh, a lot easier if you have the passenger <laughs> manifest oh, <laughs> um, once I'm he's like, right yeah. about something I know right jeez Boone jeez Shannon's right about you you're never doing anything oh. good <laughs> So anyway, this episode marks the third time Sawyer has something people mm-hmm. need, and this one is the passenger Right. Accessed. And he actually gives it up without a Easy, fight.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. He's unpredictable. He's like um, he's like chaotic weather patterns. Like, some days you go to him and you can torture him and he won't give it to you and then eventually tell you he doesn't have it. And the next day you go see him and he just gives it to you immediately with little to no trouble.
1: I think it I think it's because Hurley took the wind out of his sails. Hurley was like, Look, dude, I know what you do when people ask you for stuff. I really don't want to go through that. Can I just have it? And he's like, Yeah, you
0: can Yeah, have I can it. If Hurley would have
1: said, Hey, I really, really need the Passage Manifest, oh my god, Sawyer you would've taken him through a whole song and dance and then maybe given it yeah. to him. But but he wasn't going to have any fun playing with with Hurley because Hurley wasn't in the mood. Right. So I, I think that's really why he gave. Well, it like
0: to when him. Kate went to get the battery from the laptop, he gave that up fairly easily too. Like yeah, he that's he gets true. in these moods sometimes where he's just sort of willing to give stuff up, and then sometimes it's a big deal. Like I don't know, maybe. I guess
1: it's a big deal if he doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's got it, he doesn't mind giving it to you. But it's a big deal if he doesn't <laughs> have it. Oh, God. So let's talk about um, the big, big part of this whole thing. Uh, well, there's a couple big parts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when Claire is <laughs> first shows that she's crazy. Yeah. Uh, she has the, the, the nightmare, right. of course, that we mentioned earlier, where she hears the baby screaming right. and she sees Locke at a table mm-hmm. flipping playing cards and he has the crazy eyes one dark, one right. light.
0: Right. and i wanted to mention and, about the dream uh-huh. she in the dream she sees a crib that has a oceanic plane mobile
1: on yes it. it has the mobiles with the oceanic Which, planes
0: you know in maternity leave there is such a crib in that room where she is yes with
1: the- it makes you wonder if she was uh um uh, clairvoyancing that exactly yeah <laughs> her her name is Claire. It is.
0: And she goes to see a psychic and it made me think cuz I think even later she 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 like has some sort of vision of something that happens later. And mm-hmm. it made me think that she she does have some sort of psychic ability. Like,
1: yeah. Well, it explains why she's crazy. Cuz I mean,
0: for a dream it's like, okay, that's a weird thing. But then there's actually a crib like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, anyway, Worth noting,
1: yeah, some sort of precognition. I don't yeah. know. Um, but anyway, so she has the dream, and she wakes up screaming. And then the next night, uh, she she someone tries to attack her. Supposedly. Now, in this, she she believes someone tried to to you know hurt the baby by you know putting a needle in her stomach, right. which is what Ethan does right. in maternity mm-hmm. leave. We find out when he kidnaps her. Um, but, so correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, we find out later that it's, it's Rousseau who
0: attacked her that night? No. Okay. It was Rousseau, <laughs> oh boy, it, it gets complicated. It was, it was Rousseau who, who, um, who she scratched when, after she escapes the hat and maternity leave, like, mm-hmm. Rousseau rescues her but she thinks she's there to like get her so she scratches her and like she has a vision about that later (laughs) but it but you'll notice the scratching wasn't in this episode
1: yeah that's something
0: that comes later so so anyway that's a separate thing this is not rousseau
1: Okay, so, and the, the other thing, she has a dream that someone tries to attack her and she scratches the person, but what that really was, was when she scratched Danielle and Danielle tried to rescue right. her.
0: Right, And at first, you know, because Danielle actually does take her baby to the, to the smoke um, mm-hmm. in a later episode of season one, um, and, uh, and so she thinks, oh, it was you, but then of course later they turn, you know, lefty would love to do on Lost they they turn it around again and no she was really trying to protect you and blah 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 blah. So but this dream um slash maybe it really happened. I mean if it's anybody, it's Ethan.
1: I think it was Ethan because when she wakes up screaming, Ethan's right there. Really? Yeah, he's right there and uh, I think he says like I go someone says get her some water or give Jack or something and he go and he's the one who goes and does it. So yeah, Ethan's right there and I think you know, it was very specific You know, it wasn't someone just trying to hurt her It was trying to, you know Inject something with the needle right. Which is what Ethan was trying to do anyway right. um, Now, my big thing is I'm like, Ethan, why would You know, I feel like he could get some sort of Sedative or something to, 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 you know, knock her out with Because whenever someone, you know Pokes you with the needle while you're sleeping You know, correct me if I'm wrong But you usually tend to wake up Yeah um so i thought it was
0: paranoid claire
1: exactly so i thought it was weird that you know i mean obviously it's a show but i just i just thought it was weird that he wouldn't put you know a little i don't know what but some something to make her to knock her out and then do the whatever he wants to do to her i thought
0: it was weird that he would do it period like you know he's gonna kidnap her like and, and, you know, in a control environment... It makes,
1: it makes me think that he wasn't going to kidnap her at first. Really? Yeah. The only reason he kidnaps her when he does is because... Well, first of all, I think it has something to do with the fact that the baby was about to be born. I think that's, I think that's what it was. I think he needed to do... I think he needed to do the, the injections before the baby was born. Um, okay. Because, obviously, he does it that night... And then, and the, ne- the the See, next day or whatever, can I I'm finish? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do want to finish though. Go ahead. Um, the next day, you know, Charlie, you know, Claire has the false labor. Charlie comes running and tells Ethan, "Hey, Claire's having the baby." And then that's when he kidnaps her. Is when he thinks she's about to, you know, go into labor. Okay. So I think what happened. My own little theory is that he said, you know, because she had another week or two, according to Jack. Um. I think that he basically kidnaps her then so he can go and put her in the control environment, do the little experiment or whatever they're doing to her before the baby's born. Okay. Okay. Because basically she wouldn't have been kidnapped then if Charlie, it's really Charlie's fault. Like if Charlie hadn't told Ethan, Hey, she's having the baby, you know, and then, you know, then Ethan follows Charlie back to where Claire is, you know? Okay. So if you want to blame somebody,
0: blame, blame Charlie. I don't know. Well, Now, I don't think that Claire was actually attacked. I think it really was uh, in her mind, or a dream. Um, I think it was another case of precognition, where she was going to get stuck with a needle in the future, and she sort of saw it in dream form. I don't think he actually did it.
1: If if Claire if they if they do something else where it's obvious Claire can see the future then I'll buy that I'll buy that
0: okay I think it's possible that he did it I mean he does do it later but I just I don't know I I feel like it didn't happen yeah um because there was also um uh oh okay never mind that's not true that's not true
1: yeah, I mean Jack says he didn't see any mark on her stomach, you know. Yeah, um, but of course it, it, it would be a small mark. But he said he didn't see anything. Yeah, and, and you
0: think Jack could spot that if anybody could?
1: Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I just yeah, maybe not. If they if they not you're right. If they don't do anything with the Claire being psychic angle, then you know then that's probably not the case. And, and ultimately, it doesn't if, matter, but...
1: I wonder if, uh, if, if, if um, I wonder, you know, we talked about, when we, when we were talking about the psychic, and when he shows back up in season yeah. two, um, right. that the idea that maybe, you know, that he, he, he was always a fraud and that uh, the first time he ever had any real psychic premonition was when he did Claire's reading, right. and that's why he got really freaked out. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, if, if, if Claire is this budding psychic, maybe she's the reason he got that premonition. Maybe he was able to read like through her powers or something.
2: Oh.
1: You know what I mean? Like The only reason he had that sort of psychic premonition about her needing to raise the baby and what might happen to her in the future... Is because he was touching her, and she, she has this, you know, deep hidden powers or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that might be that might be and interesting. And maybe
0: that's why her baby is sort of important. Like, maybe yeah, he's yeah. going to be stronger than she is or something. Mm-hmm. And some of that's rubbed off, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. In Question Mark, we got the chance to talk about, essentially, the backstory in this episode again. Um, so it feels like we just recently addressed it. Yeah. Um, but what, one thing, um, I don't know if, if we need to be more linear, but one thing I want to bring up with regard to that flashback, um, is some wording the psychic uses,
1: uh, I got a whole list about his wording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, um, well, I, I guess I'll just throw this out and then you can do whatever you want. Um, he says at one point, so... So, I don't need to recap this. You've seen the episode, right, guys? Um, he, he's, uh, he, at first he says, you know, you have to raise a baby. No one else can raise it. It can't be raised by another. It can't be raised by another. And, uh, and he's calling her and, like, he's... It can't
1: be raised by an
0: other? Hmm, maybe.
1: Huh, interesting. It was an interesting
0: choice of words, I just have to say. Um, and then later, you know, eventually he calls and he's like, oh, raised, raised by another, raised by a, what other, who cares? Uh, give it to these people (laughs) in LA.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: forget about what I said before. Um, and you have to take this flight and blah, 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 blah. blah." And they come to believe that he knew what was going to happen on the plane. But he says, she says something like, you know, uh, I don't want to give my baby to some strangers or something like that. And then, I guess I could look at the transcript, but I'm not. And then he says, uh, they're not strangers, Claire. They're good people. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting because that's phrasing that the the others are, have been known to use.
1: The first thing that threw me off, or not threw me off, but but uh, caught my attention was he says, your goodness must be an influence yeah. on the baby. right. And then later he says the people in L.A. are good people, right. and uh, and I wanted to talk about who the people in L.A. could be. I-, I was thinking we might know who they are.
0: Are there people in L.A.
1: if there are people <laughs> in L.A. Now that that's the weird thing. Now remember I said earlier that she showed some good parenting, uh, which by good parenting I mean common sense. All right, is that she questions him? She says, you know, first she said I have to be the only one to raise the baby. Then you say. I need to give the baby to these people. Like, what's going on? And, I, you know, I still don't understand what the writers were doing with that. I feel like if there really aren't people in L.A., then they should have come up with some other reason for her to get on the plane. You know what I mean? Like, it could, you know, like, in L.A., like, there's this foundation where you can go live and there's money and you can have a house or something, you know. Some other reason. I don't understand why they would use... Uh, basically an adoption reason which she she already tried to do he said don't do it she decided not to do it and then now he's saying go do it right and it just made it just made me wonder why would they even have him say there's people in la yeah uh who can raise the baby well
0: i mean because now i wonder about the whole thing like like if he thought that she needed to raise the baby herself like she was going to like she didn't go through with the adoption um, mm-hmm. and there you know the pins weren't working it seemed like there were cosmic forces trying to stop her from you know giving the baby up for adoption and she and you know mm-hmm. he's calling her and and making this big deal about raising the baby herself but but she was going to do that and then all of a sudden he's you got to get on a plane well, and give the baby up like
1: actually it wasn't actually all of a sudden because if you remember the, the call that we that we hear when she gets that night, he's been calling for a while but he calls and says, I've got I've got a plan for you. And she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But the plan is actually to give the baby to the couple in L.A. So it's not like she showed up to him and he was like, oh, I got this new thing. He had been trying to tell her about this L.A. plan for a okay. while. Um, All right. But but of course, why did he change his mind? At, obviously, he changed his mind at some yeah, point.
0: That's, yeah, okay. You're right about that. But yeah, what changed from... You need to raise a baby yourself, which she would have done had he not done that. She just would yeah. It makes me
1: think... Here, the, the, I think the the deciding line is, did he know the plane was going to crash or Right. Not? They suggest he didn't, that
0: he did.
1: It, well, she thinks he did, but she's usually wrong. Well... <laughs> um, I, I mean, if you think about... If, if he doesn't know the plane is going to crash, then it makes sense to make the change. If he if he thinks there are good people who can raise his baby in L.A., if he knows these people, which it seems he does, then and, and he doesn't know the plane is going to crash, then everything makes sense to me.
0: Well, then his initial vision was wrong. What do you mean? The, the initial vision about you have to raise well, this baby or no, something. No,
1: no, no, no. Well, well, that's the thing. The initial vision was... Well, the point is the baby needs to be raised with goodness and that Claire is good and she needs to raise the baby barring that if Claire can't raise it, then good people need to raise it. Cause th- I think that's really the point. It, I mean, I know that's what he said. You have to raise this baby yourself. Can't be raised by anybody else, but it seems like to me the, I mean, maybe he went and thought about the vision or whatever, but it seems like the overall point is the baby needs to be raised with goodness. You know, because he says, your goodness must be an influence with the baby, and these people are good, therefore they should have goodness too. So I think the point is, the baby needs to be raised with goodness, and if he didn't know the plane was going to crash, then I think everything lines up. He wanted to make sure the, you know, Claire didn't really want the baby, she didn't want the responsibility, so I found some people for you in LA to take care of the baby, and they're good people, the baby will be fine, everything's good But,
0: I mean, let me just throw out a couple lines, um... It is crucial that you yourself raise this child. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: oh, I, I, I remember those lines. But what I'm saying is, that was his initial reading. And that was his initial feeling about it. He had four months to change his mind and to rethink about uh, rethink what that meant. And I think he came to the conclusion that it just needs to be somebody good. It doesn't necessarily have to be her.
0: So So his initial reading was wrong. I mean, that was my main point.
1: It was, it was inaccurate.
0: Like, wildly inaccurate. I mean, he's...
1: Not wildly inaccurate. It was... Basically, the point is... Someone good needs to raise this baby. He said it needs to be Claire... But the, when the reality is it needs to be someone good, like this couple. Right. So his, his reading, I mean, what his feeling was that it needs to be somebody good. He inaccurately said it has to be but Claire. But the
0: main thrust, he emphasizes much more that it must be her than, it, than that it just needs to be a good person. Well, that's why,
1: I say, that's why I say his reading was inaccurate, because he read it wrong. He read that it should be Claire when it really, it's not that it should be Claire. It should be somebody good who happens to be Claire,
0: okay.
1: too. You right. Know. Um, There is no happy life,
0: not for this child, not without you. Mm -hmm. This child parented by anyone else, danger surrounds this baby. He made it seem to me like the baby was going to be, like, evil if it wasn't raised by Claire. At least when I initially saw it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, you can read that. I guess that's how I read it, is that this baby... Well, I read it as this baby is going to be powerful, and if it's You know, it's it's been in other movies and fiction before, like... You know, who, whoever gets control of this child will be able to wield its power. So if bad people get control, the baby's going to be evil. If good people get control, the baby will be good. And, you know, use the powers accordingly. Uh, it's almost like a Star Wars Jedi thing. Um, okay. But, but my point was, there's two sides to what happened. If he doesn't know, the, and I think the focal point is if he knew the plane was going to crash. Like I said, if he if he didn't know it was gonna crash, then everything lines up and makes sense. He he reevaluated his reading and he said, okay, if Claire doesn't want this baby, then I can give it. She can give it to these good people in LA. She can get on this plane, give up the baby. Everything's gonna be fine. And I think it makes what he said pretty much makes sense and line up. But if he did know the plane was gonna crash, then having her get on the plane to give the baby up for adoption doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's just a strange. Um, extraneous piece of information. If he knew the plane was going to crash and he wanted her to be the person to raise it, and he put her on that plane, you know, and he says, you know, it has to be this flight, no other, or something. So it's weird either way. I think I think it's weird. Yeah, because if he just um,
0: wants to bring her to life, like it wouldn't have to be that flight. I mean, the point Mm -hmm. is the parents get the baby. I mean, how can it possibly matter that much?
1: Well, that, and that's the thing. It's, like, with stuff like that, it's, like, how do you... You know, you can only read it how you want to, but it's, like, how do you know... He says it has to be this flight, but is he just being overdramatic? You know? Right. Does he just want to make sure she gets there and stuff like that? Or yeah. is it seriously, like, oh, my God, it has to be this flight? Right. You know?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I when he says that, I assume he means it, but, you yeah. know... Uh, I feel like a normal person, you know, okay, well we'll get on the next one. I mean, flights from Sydney to LA can't be that rare.
1: Yeah, but but if this is a big deal as it should, as it seems to be, he he really wants to make sure she gets there and as soon as possible. So I think I think that could be the reason if he's if he's just being over dramatic and he's saying, "Oh, it has to be this flight." Yeah. You know. So, I guess, but I mean, I mean, I like to think I like to think he he knew the plane was going to crash, and he, you know, I, I mean, that's my personal theory. It's a, a, I like to think he knew that. Yeah. Uh, it, but it just in turn makes his whole flip flopping on the issue really strange, right?
0: And uh, but I wonder if there if there's any connection between him and the others, or if that's just another instance of the writers reusing the same idea. Having him use the language that they use. I think I
1: think the good and evil thing plays into it as a whole. I don't really think he has any connection to the others. Okay. Um, I, but I thought I mean this is just a crazy little wild thought, but I was wondering uh, if um, if the the, the the couple in L.A. That, that could raise the baby, if it was like Rose and Bernard or something. Oh God!
0: Well, they weren't in L.A. but.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. I don't. Where were they? I mean, I know they were someplace that was cold. I think they were ostensibly,
0: like, in the Northeast.
1: The Northeast? But, I mean, who knows? I mean, did they live there the whole time and they never could have lived in L.A.? I mean, that's the thing. Who knows? Yeah. And maybe they were just meeting her in L.A. Yeah. too, so. Yeah. But, anyway, right. If they
0: wanted it to be that way, it could be that way.
1: Yeah. But then again, you know, Bernard wasn't taken by the others. So maybe True. he's not a good person. True. So.
0: he seems all right to me, but you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, he's not a doctor.
0: Oh, he's a dentist. All right.
1: Um, another thing about this scene with the with the psychic is that, um, you know, his his story that we find out in season two is that you know he's he's a he's a um you know he's not really a psychic. He doesn't have any powers. He goes through people's trash to find info about them. But. When Claire first comes to him, he knows that she's pregnant, and it's only been two days since she found out. Now, to me, the only way you can find out someone's pregnant from digging through their trash is pretty much a pregnancy test. Um, You know, so, I mean, do you think he really could have found? And the other thing is, how would he know to look up information about her? Because the only reason she came there was because her friend took her there. Uh, now you know, maybe you can say her friend is working with this psychic or something to get get clients or something that 's really crappy if she is, and i don 't believe that, but how how do you reconcile that he knew first the first time he knew that she was pregnant the second time he knew that uh, Thomas left her mm-hmm. um, How do you reconcile he knew that if if according to him he doesn't have any power I
0: mean the Thomas left her i mean once she 's been there, he could have just gone and asked him.
1: Gone and Just asked talk who. to
0: whatever his name was, her boyfriend. I mean, it could be as simple as that. Uh,
1: I don't think you would do that if you're pretending to be a psychic. I mean, because... I
0: mean, not necessarily himself, but he could have someone talk to him.
1: I mean, yeah, It's the second thing is easier to know than the first thing, definitely.
0: Yeah, the first thing, I was thinking he could talk to him also, but I guess he hadn't left at that point. Um, I mean, if you're a psychic, I mean, you don't... I mean, you can't...
1: You don't want to go get your information straight from the, straight from the source, though, because it, it could get back to the person you're trying to con.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming he doesn't do it himself. He has he someone do it for him, and so they don't, there's no way they'll know.
1: Well, but, I mean, according to him, he's the one who gets the information.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, the, the, I don't feel like that means he personally does everything.
1: I think it, it seems like he was running a little two-bit operation. I don't think he makes enough to pay somebody else to do his dirty work. I think he does. Um, and, and, but that's the thing, like, even, even that, though. I mean, Thomas to come home and say, yeah, I met this strange person who was asking me about my girlfriend and if she was pregnant or, or was asking me general information about me. I mean, the, the, but the original question is, how would he even know to go to Claire I, when he doesn't even know
0: Claire's coming? I feel like he'd have someone like a PI. Um, how would he know? You're right. He shouldn't know good i i thought the same thing um when i saw that scene like the uh, unless the friend told him uh he uh i mean maybe it's another case of claire's psychic abilities rubbing off on him although it wouldn't mm-hmm. even be psychic because she of course knows uh, but maybe <laughs> like her psychic energy allows him to you know mm-hmm. read her or whatever just a wild guess. Um, although he's not nearly surprised enough that he can do it, since he's you know ostensibly a, a you know a fraud. Yeah, that
1: was so sort of weird. Cause he goes, you know, he touches it. And he goes, "Ooh, when'd you find out?" You know, he says, "Ooh," but um...
0: yeah. But if you really knew, if that was really his like first psychic experience, I mean, I expect him to be sort of really shocked. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, I would be if I suddenly had a vision of the future or a vision of someone else's thoughts or something.
1: Yeah, that's, that whole thing is weird. That whole thing is weird. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at the scene now, and I'm just thinking about it, and um, if that was his first psychic encounter, he should have been a little bit more... You know, well, it makes me think maybe he is psychic, and he was just telling Echo all that yeah. stuff to throw him off.
0: Could be could be could be i mean he he seems to demonstrate some legitimate ability in this episode um maybe he i don't know maybe he can do real psychic stuff but it's not reliable and sometimes he digs up information to use it yeah I don't know.
1: Or I'm thinking maybe he is just a fraud and that maybe he knows that, you know, 60% of the women who come to him come after they have, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and he could have said, you know, when did you find out? And she goes, what? And he goes, about the baby. And she could goes, what baby? Right. And he could go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a, you know, sorry, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. blows it off. Yeah. Like, he could have just been fishing and happened to be True. Right.
0: They, they, they do do that. Uh, yeah. If you, if you can read someone's reaction to see, you know... If you're on the right track And mm. then sort of deflected If you see you're not going the right way uh, Yeah it could, it could just be that He could just be a very skilled You know false psychic Yeah um, Of course then I wonder Did he really have a vision or did he have a fake Well and see
1: if you think about it Yeah see okay that's my new That's what I'm going to go with This is my new theory okay. When he first touches your hands he's just faking it okay. When he asks about the baby he's just faking okay. it because when he, he reacts, when he actually sees what he calls the blurry thing, and that's what scares right. him. And I think that is actually what his, what, when he really has this psychic encounter. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so I'm going to go with, he is a fraud. He's never had a psychic, uh, you know, uh, experience in his life until he comes in contact with Claire. And when he first touches her, you know, he's still just fishing for information. But when he actually keeps touching her and trying to read her, he actually gets something, which is the blurry thing you mentioned. Yeah. And he gets some sort of semblance of the future
0: Okay So
1: that's what I'm going to go with
0: Alright, I like that I like that
1: Because he does, he does react strongly He's like, I can't do this, I'm getting your money back He gets really freaked very, out
0: Very, very, yeah That's the kind of reaction you'd expect From someone who had their first second like, experience
1: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Not exactly. just like hmm. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: Ooh, what's this I see? Ooh, it tickles. <laughs> tickles a little. Tickles a little um, <sighs> Yeah, okay so, I think I'm out of stuff to talk about. Oh, really? With the, <laughs> You got a whole bunch <laughs> over there, mister?
0: No, not really. Uh, a little bit. I got a little bit more.
1: Okay, let's go. Um, Let when I say a little
0: hear. bit, I, I'm going to have one more thing.
1: Yeah, I knew that a little bit means one. Yeah,
0: well, that's the way I use words. Um, With your mouth? Mm, uh, sort of. I've got
1: some lost news, too, to talk Ooh, about. Ooh, I can't
0: wait. Alright, so me let me just mention this uh, When Hurley's doing his census And, you know, he's You know, going around and asking people Blah, 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 blah. There's a, you know, there's a scene where he goes to Ethan And, uh, and he says uh, You know, he thinks he's Lance Or whatever And then Ethan says, I can see how you confuse us And he says, sorry Lots of names and faces It's pretty pathetic you think after a couple of weeks on the island with the same people We'd all know each other Mm -hmm. And then Ethan says, yeah, you're right. You would think so.
1: I love that (laughs) line. That line stood out for me, too. Yeah. Um, To me, there's two meanings. Uh... Because I thought obviously it means you know they don't know Ethan and they, it'd be good if they did. Yeah, he's a bad guy, right? But it also made me think he was judging
0: them. Yeah, exactly. That was the vibe I got from it. And you know, the first time you see it, you don't know Ethan's evil yet, so mm-hmm. you're not like reading anything into it. When you watch it now, it really seems like he's throwing it. A-
1: like he's judging like their that the fact that they don't they don't know each other and that you know. Uh, somehow somehow, the others in that situation would be better and they would I don't know Yeah, I don't
0: don't really know how like it reflects badly on their character that they haven't like bonded together more and like sort of learned each other's names like yeah that's what you people you would think you'd be better than this but Mm -hmm. you're not I only want your baby and your kid so uh yeah anyway I just I thought that line was interesting and interestingly delivered and uh so anyway uh had to uh, point that out and uh i guess that's all i got
1: all right well that's good for everyone else because that's all you got and that's all i got and um i still didn't think of that thing i was trying to think about the whole podcast but i will and uh and when i do it'll be really pathetic because it won't be anything that interesting mm-hmm. i do have a bit of lost news to talk about
0: wow lost news uh, we haven't done this I segment bought- for a while
1: I bought a lost t-shirt. Ooh, did you? Yeah. That's my lost news. Oh. What? <laughs> and you already know that because I told you off podcast. What does the
0: shirt say?
1: The shirt says the numbers. There's the numbers written on the front. And it's just a black shirt with the numbers in white. And I love it All Does right. it
0: say anything on the back?
1: Uh, Actually, on the back and very small, it just says lost in the, in the top. Oh, Really small. Wow.
0: Very nice. That's my lost shirt. What knows. a nice purchase. I wish we could all have a- such a shirt.
1: Well, you can if you go buy one. The world one.
0: would be a better place.
1: Ooh, that's another thing we can give out for our trivia contest. What? Is the, the lost shirt. Oh. Huh.
0: Oh. Wait.
1: Oh! <laughs> Ooh, three times is a charm. He's got it. He's got it, folks. Don't worry. Give him some room. He's got it. The first
0: and second times I didn't have it, but now I got it. Okay.
1: You got it. Slipped out of your hand the first, second time, huh? I thought. And oh boy, never mind. What I
0: thought.
1: I don't want to know what you thought, man. Um, we don't have time. No,
0: we don't. Okay, great. Yeah, giveaways. Mm-mm-mm. Can't wait.
1: Um, we should do. I'm going to go ahead and say it. The next podcast mm. we will we will have our trivia contest. Oh. Um. Or, or should we? Let's just go ahead and say we'll do the the trivia contest now, and then we'll we'll post on the site what the questions are, and then the first person to email us the answers wins. Ooh! How about that?
0: Okay. So, what will the trivia questions be about?
1: Uh, the Lost slowdown. The Lost Lowdown, of course. The Lost Lowdown. And maybe there's some Lost questions in there, too. All right. Uh, We'll make it... How many questions? Like, 10, 20, maybe? I don't know. As many as we can
0: think of that are good. Yeah, well, that's
1: a billion. Um, We will... Okay, so let's just go ahead and say that. The the Lost Lowdown Trivia Contest Sweepstakes Giveaway uh, has officially started... TM. Uh, TM, please. (laughs) Trademark. Patent pending. Um... Has officially started The questions will be posted shortly <laughs> In the next week or so maybe, oh. On on the Lost Lowdown The first person to email us At lostlowdown At gmail.com uh, Email us the correct answers Will win what? Let's go ahead and give away a t-shirt A good
0: prize
1: A t-shirt? Let's do, let's do a t-shirt What t-shirt? The, the, uh, a lost t-shirt A lost t-shirt Okay. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe we'll, uh, And, how
0: about this? We'll let you choose the size.
1: I was thinking we can we can actually go and think of some other prizes and maybe post the, the potential prizes on the site. And then people can pick which one they want. Ooh,
0: look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... But anyway, it might just be a lost t-shirt. Or it might be some other things. But the prizes will be on the site. We'll let you guys know what the prizes are. Our prize... Mm uh let's just give away one we're not millionaires yeah
0: please we're definitely not millionaires
1: this is coming out of our pocket here folks Mm -hmm. um so so yeah basically the contest will basically be you know random questions about us uh you know and related to the podcast and uh and if you get it right you get some free stuff
0: hey that's not bad right hey
1: hey i'd listen to a podcast for free stuff. everybody
0: likes free stuff
1: Everyone likes free stuff. Especially t-shirts. People love free t-shirts. Yeah,
0: they do. I like free t-shirts. Can I win? You can
1: win. Oh, but you can't. Oh. Because uh, it, it's not valid in Syracuse. Oh. But I'm moving well, for soon. Every, for everyone else it is. Oh. Okay. Uh, we will be giving away season two DVD uh, at some point. Obviously, after it comes out, we'll give it away. Right. We'd love to give it away um, now.
0: I mean, we, do, we have our own copies, but we don't have We, we do
1: have our own copy, but ABC says we cannot give away the copies they gave right. us because it's only for podcasters <laughs> about Law. So.
0: Oh, which seems like it means you should just become a podcaster, but. Uh, no, it doesn't. I'll let you draw your own conclusions.
1: Yes. So. And lead
0: your own life.
1: In, in in summary, the the trivia contest we've giveaway TM. has already started, uh, and or uh, started now, and we'll we'll post the questions soon, and then um, yeah, that's it, right? Anything else we want to do? Uh,
0: anything else? I mean, no, I don't think. I so. mean,
1: any other topics you can talk about?
0: Uh, mm, I don't have anything else. Next week we'll be back with. Episodes 11 through
1: 15. 11 through 15, starting with All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues, which is pretty much, I think, my favorite title of all their episodes. It's a good title. I really like that title. You know why? Because it didn't say All Cowboys Have Daddy Issues. It's All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues. So I I love that. That's a very good title.
0: I agree. I like it. Very good title.
1: A lot better than Raised by Another. Oh. good. So next next podcast we'll, we'll recap All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues, Whenever the Case May Be, Hearts and Minds, Special, and Homecoming. Ooh,
0: Homecoming. Can't wait for that. Uh,
1: which is interesting because we left off with Claire leaving uh, in this Raised by Another episode, and then Homecoming is when Claire comes back. Right. So we've we've uh, divided these podcasts very nicely. Yeah,
0: lucky for us the numbering works out.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we're just we just got it like that. Yeah. Um okay, we're done, dude. Let's uh
0: let's thank everyone for listening. Thank you for listening. I appreciate <laughs> all the listeners who listen.
1: Yes, I I appreciate the viewers who listen too.
0: Ooh, I don't appreciate mm-hmm. you. Sorry. Oh. Well, I do. I... Cuz
1: sometimes you want to view and listen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: hmm mm-hmm. I'd also like to throw this out there. If any of our listeners have uh, any comments they want, obviously we're, we're open to comments. And anything you want to talk about, we will mention in our podcast if you would like us to. Um, but I was also wondering if anyone's out there has uh, read Bad Twin uh, and wants to wants to uh, throw us a line or two about what they think, or if you're, you know, currently reading it, or if you finished it. Uh, I like to know what some of our viewers think about it. Uh, I know there's another Lost podcast who's already talked about Bad Twin, but uh, indeed, I mean we're not going to sit down and go read it. I don't really feel like reading Bad Twin Me either. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, if there's listeners, like I said, if there's listeners who've read it and want to give their two cents about it, uh, just email us or send us a comment on the on the site, which is thelostlowdown.blogspot.com.
0: The best podcast about Lost.
1: With Claude and Justin. Thank you. And the only podcast about loss with Claude and Justin. (laughs) Just thought I'd clarify that.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Alright, thank you and namaste. Namaste
0: and...